All right. Hey, Podcast America. Welcome to episode 13 of the Enlightened Neanderthals podcast. Before we get into the show notes, I want to talk real quick about Allegiance Holsters. They are a North Carolina-based small business, and all of my concealed carry inside the waistband holsters are made by Allegiance. They also make outside the waistband and individual first aid kits, which I was thinking about this a lot this week. Even if you don't want to wear one of the big tactical belts with the first aid kit in it, they also sell the insert, which is a vacuum-packed, ready-to-go first aid kit. And honestly, everybody should have like five of these things kicking around. You should have one in the glove box of your car. You should have one in the kitchen drawer. You should have one on your workbench. You should have one in your, you know, if you have a backpack that you take with you to and from work. Have, have one of those first aid kits around you all the time because you never know when you're going to need it. So you can find them at allegianceholsters.com and use code TNW10 for a little discount when you check out. Mike, what the fuck did we talk about last weekend? <laughs> uh, this is a roundtable episode, which are my favorite. Uh, kind of jump around. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about survival um, with cold water after doing the plunge. Uh, talked about a little bit of work, a little bit of society. And, you know, these kind of bounce everywhere, but they're my favorite just because they lead to an organic, open conversation. So, enjoy. Yeah, yeah I agree enjoy with that. Again. Enjoy the episode, you guys. <laughs> and I started getting a brain freeze on the nut. <laughs> it it's so cold. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So, Mike, while you were in the sauna, what Jordan and I were hold talking about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it's recording. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah, gold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is, uh, imagine how much this, like, I was, I was telling Jordan, I'm having a, a no-shit fear reaction right now in the cold water. So, that's in an ice bath tub that I can stand up out of at any moment. And we were talking about how scary it would actually be to fall into, like, through the ice in the wintertime with all your clothing on and have that same, like, intense reaction to the cold water, but also know that this is for real. Mm -hmm. And you've got about a minute and a half to solve this problem because I can just stand up out of that ice bath at any moment. <laughs> yeah. The, See, the, the feeling of panic and I'm fighting for my life right now that would come over you if you fell, like, through, through the ice into a pond. Must yeah. be like well, fucking shit. intense. Honestly, think, it wouldn't even need to be ice. Like if you were cross or if you were down by the river, yeah, and fell in, and it was just the winter, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just that alone, and it, like having to stand up and try and struggle because instantly your muscles aren't working the way they're supposed to be. No, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Whew. I don't know what would be worse if it would be the temperature. Or like the real, the actual panic and fear of being like, oh no, I'm in this situation oh, and this I, I, freezing water rushing me down a it's, river. It's the panic and fear, but the temperature is part of what instills that. Yeah, yeah, and, you, and that's what I mean. Yeah, but even... I was experiencing fear in the cold plunge. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. I trash talked it and hopped right in. Actually, you saw my first. <laughs> you yeah. saw my first yeah. attempt. Oh, people who had a yeah. <laughs> Jump on our Instagram. You'll see his first attempt. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Trash talked it and then <laughs> couldn't get in. Froze yeah. up a little. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, what's the, what do you do? Right, you, you get in that water, you fall through ice, you fall into a river, you fall into a into a lake. You know, you're fishing in the middle of the winter, or whatever you're, you know, whatever you're doing, you're around water and you fall in. 
I think the first thing you do is get undressed, right? I, yeah. No. Depends. Well, if you got real wool or like some, uh, what do they call the uh, polypropylene, like the, the synthetic long underwear, then yeah, you would want to keep those clothes on. Synthetic long underwear can, can the, r- keep? the right kinds can. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. just mean though, I would want to get, I would see getting out of clothes for weight. Like if you're in a river and it's just it's that weight of your clothes is helping pull you down. Oh, stuff. I mean like after, like once yeah, you get at out. once you get out of that water, it's yeah, you no, rip it, those clothes yeah, off and you start jogging. Yeah, because yeah. I mean well, I gotta get a fire started. That's why I'm a huge fan of wool. Like I wear. Yeah. Wool base layers and wool socks, um, and wool underwear if I can. Um, but I, I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like the feel of it. Uh, I I didn't realize that they had um, synthetic that actually could keep warm because I know it's like what's it like sixty percent. Uh, you. You can keep sixty percent of the heat, heat efficiency, yeah, or retention some, some, with wool like when that. it's wet compared to cotton. Yeah. But I think those synthetics work in a way that they get wet, but they wick away moisture so fast. Yeah, they dry quickly. Yeah, mm. uh, it's supposed to be. Uh, I thought the stuff they gave us in the army we called it polypro, which I think is polypropylene. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I have, in fact, I think that's this shirt right here is polypropylene. And so you, you can get that wet, and it just, I think that maybe that's the key is it dries. dries it doesn't keep you warm while it's wet, but it dries really quickly. Yeah. yeah. I can, okay. So that's, I would, I'd still yard this stuff off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, because th- then at that point, you're looking to make a fire and try and get close to yeah, it. Yeah. But you whatever. have to think, even a fire, you need to collect wood. You got to do all this stuff. Like right at the moment, you need to start get doing moving. jumping jacks. Yeah. You need to do push ups. Yeah. You need to sun your asshole. <laughs> like we need to take in warmth everywhere okay. from the well, earth. Okay. So <laughs> I was, I was listening to this podcast and it was, um, it was this guy who was, um, I forget exactly what happened. I think they they were hunting, and he had to swim out to a um, their boat because it got like untied. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if I don't get to my boat, we are fucking stuck here, and we do not have an option, and like we're we're going to be completely fucked. So, and I could be wrong, exactly the scenario, but anyway, he ended up having to swim to um to this boat mm-hmm. and it completely fucked him up uh like the cold fucked him up yeah or duration yeah, of the like swim the, the cold fucked him up anyway some somehow it got to the point where he was he was soaking wet on the side of a a lake by himself mm-hmm. and he had to start running er, yeah he, but that was the wrong move yeah, it was because say, burning he, calories might actually be well, incorrect. It wasn't. It wasn't the burning the calories. It was that all of the blood mm-hmm. was warm in his chest, and yeah. all of the blood on the outside was cold. So, so he started running, and what ended up happening was all of the cold blood got pumped into his the center of his body, his core, cold his body even more. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, yeah, but if you kept running. He couldn't. It just, that almost killed him. Yeah. Like, he, shocked like, his uh, yeah, body. I think, I think have he have like, you guys ever done some sort of, like, endurance athletic event when it's really cold? Yeah, I've had I mean, sex on Christmas Eve. <laughs> 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 it was a sprint. <laughs> I've been on, like, long, long mountain bike rides when the weather, like, suddenly changed and it's 
not even that cold. Like the temperature goes from 75 to 50, but raining hard. Yeah. And when you're so depleted of calories already, and then your, your body temperature starts dropping, it's like, oh shit, I'm, I'm working really hard here and I'm still cold. Yeah. And that's when you're like, oh, this is actually, I mean, we're, we're riding bikes in the forest and we're only two miles from the car. So we're going to be okay. But I can see how this would turn really, really sideways if this were a survival situation. Yeah. To where you're, you're putting out calories and the, the, the conditions have gone just a little south and you just can't stay warm. Yeah. I feel like the biggest thing when you get in situations where uh, survival or heat's a, a big factor is just being wet. Wetness is the number one thing I think, right? That kills Cause, people is cause just zaps. Yeah. Well, that's that's what yeah. I think the cold but that does. I think it's like a primal fear of cold water. Yeah, it's, it's you know we have like inherited memory in our DNA, and I think a fear of cold water is one of those inherited memories. Falling into that lake when you're walking out there, just yeah, it could mean death. You know, it's, it's almost certain death. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I would be like, what do you what do you do then? I mean, we if that's a scenario that happens. Like, what is your first, you know, what's your first reaction? You get out of the water, you're standing on the side of a river or a lake or a pond or whatever. Say, if you're out in the woods in the winter, you should have means to make a fire. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to hope yeah, that but you have you... a backpack or a fanny pack. With... So what's the scenario? Like, we're camping along a river, we accidentally fell in, and now we're running back to camp? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're you're Cause... You're not within car's reach. You're yeah. you're backpacking. You're hiking. You're camping. How often do you go more than like a five minute walk away from camp without grabbing your little knapsack, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But say say you say you were um, hiking just for you know sake of this situation, and you hike down to a lake. You're in the middle of the mountains, and you you fall into this fucking this little lake. And it is the middle of winter. Like, now what? I think my plan would just be stripped down naked as much as possible. Okay. That's bearable. Okay. And run. (laughs) (laughs) And then. What else? And then uh, (laughs) get that bear grease. And uh, no, I just run back to camp. You want to get like. So. if you fall in the water okay, and so say it takes a minute or two, you're going to be really cold. So mm-hmm. you got to get your core going. The more you can get your metabolism burning higher, your muscles working, I would say you want to, that that core energy just burning all those calories and working hard to get back to camp will provide you with enough internal heat you might still be cold on the surface because you're not wearing clothes but at least you're not in wet clothes and those wet clothes will keep pulling heat out of your body so get naked run back to camp and go jump in your sleeping bag make a fire cook some ramen do you ask your buddy to get in that sleeping bag with you (laughs) yeah jordan yeah we're i'm cold (laughs) dude yeah I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know that picture of uh, Burt Reynolds, like, naked <laughs> on that bearskin rug in front of the fire? Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. <laughs> Come lay down. I'll warm you up. <laughs> I'm never falling in a river again. <laughs> yeah. Or am I? <laughs> I really wish I could remember what the uh, that podcast I was listening to um, where that guy uh, essentially he he was in a shit situation on the wrong side of a lake, 
and uh, like he he stripped down, and then he started running, and then while he was running, it made him like fucking pass out or something weird happened and then he got to the ground and he was like oh i want to bury myself i need to like crawl into the ground and like cover myself with this and then he was like if he started having like um force visions yeah just weird visions and like being like and then he knew like if i do that i'm going to die if I stop moving, I'm going to die. That's what I mean. You got to move. So, but, he, but when he started running and trying to like get his heart rate up, it started pumping the blood too much. So all the cold blood hit, you know, started pumping too quick. Maybe a good power walk. To moderate. I was just gonna say, some moderate, moderate movement is actually the the answer. Yeah, I don't. I I I really wish I remember what the podcast was. I'll have to look it up and if we can put it in show notes or some shit, that'd be cool. Um, I I just. Backpack with one of those U logs everywhere I go, little <laughs> like a Duraflam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have like a fire kit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I carry like a, a lighter and some matches, and then I, I have my hatchet with me so that I can. Uh, You're not cool, guy. Where you take cotton balls and smear them in I petroleum do, jelly and stuff them into an old pill case. It's uh, part of a fire kit, don't? That's I? a great idea. I'm about to. <laughs> oh yeah, no, dude. I. I that's I like, have like four or five of those bags laying around. Chandra's <laughs> always like ah, rolling her eyes at me when I'm like rubbing fucking mothballs with, <laughs> yeah, with uh, or like you know dryer lint. I was like, I save that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoving it in old toilet paper tubes yeah, as fire yeah. tender. So yeah. uh, that's a great. I've actually been wanting to make like a couple little tin cans of chard. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Do, are you on Pinterest at all? Are you on Pinterest? <laughs> the second yeah. gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, like, there is, like, EDC is its own, like, culture. Okay. You know? And stuff. And so is, like, survival. And also, uh, God, what do they call those little bags? Um, it's like. Possible's pouch. Is that what they're called? Just little, yeah, little pouches and stuff Sorry, like that. That's the third gayest thing I've heard today. But- <laughs> <laughs> But it's like uh, they'll have fire kits, and it's like waterproof matches. Some of that fat wood, mm-hmm. yeah, like which yeah. is, and then oh, fat we, we rope. Have, you guys could fill five gallon buckets with fat wood out at our at the river property. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good for burning. But like these kits are, and then they'll have like their magnesium strikers. Uh, strikers. Yeah. Flint and, and steel is a good thing to have. Flint and steel, but it's like it's EDC kit. Like they make it look cool in the uh, pouch yeah. with like it's good marketing. Yeah. It, yeah, but it's its own culture, and that's why I ask because cool. like Pinterest, I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Because like on Pinterest, like gun belts, EDC fire kits, all that stuff. It's kind of fun to go down yeah. those rabbit Jordan holes. Jordan's fucking knives. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that all that stuff I'm super into. So like, I've gone down the the rabbit hole with like Dave Canterbury and like all the survival school stuff and different shit like that and. Um, it, it is kind of cool cause it, it, some of it, not some of it, a lot of it comes from like frontiersmen and like yeah. the Robert Rogers days yeah. of mm-hmm. like, how yeah. do you, the fur trappers you, who had just had, they literally, they owned their belt and their shirt and their pants and their musket and their hatchet and yeah, what, a couple what knives. They, yeah. What they traveled with was not a, like a frame backpack. It was a couple leather pouches hanging off their belt that had some dried venison in it, but they would make frame backpacks. 
Oh, would they? Yeah, they uh, take. They would okay. take wood and they would build yeah. out like pack frames. Oh, when um, they had a bunch of pelts to carry. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah so they, they had. Really but they, yeah. then that comes like the bushcraft of like being able to like okay, yeah. this is how I need to do these things. So that's where like they would carry, um, you know, some sort of a tarp or whatever, or like some sort of a cover or their jacket, like and and An over oiled time, canvas. Yeah, yeah. Or, and over yeah. time, like the, with the what do they call it the the. Um, Synthetics? No, no, the the beaver. Didn't they do something with beaver? Anyway, uh, but the oh, oils be- and stuff. Yeah, was but, what they were after to sell back in Europe. But well, yeah. So I need a hat. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna get a, a fucking Stetson. Uh, the uh, over time, now that we have all this synthetic gear that's like super top notch, it's kind of mind boggling that we still really haven't been able to beat some of those old world materials like wool well oh, it's top notch for its weight real. it's you know what i mean yeah like, it's a fucking animal skin like yeah your skin is tough shit that's yeah. what i mean yeah it's taught our stuff is top notch for its weight like if you have a bear pelt as a coat it's gonna be heavy like as shit jacket yeah oh at the at, for a cub you know if yeah. i got mama bear coat on it's gonna weigh like 25 30 pounds probably but I guarantee you that coat will last you sixty years. Yep. Or that a synthetic Carhartt heavy jacket might get you through five years. Yeah. But by you hit that ten year mark and it's pretty tattered and torn apart, that bearskin's just warming up, <laughs> scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I have a question about bushcraft, and you guys were talking about like uh, the book we just read being like kind of the first bushcraft, but. No, no, no. It wasn't the first bushcraft. It was the adoption of bushcraft into warfare. Is it? Okay, so they, they, uh, here's they my they question. They didn't make up bushcraft. They adopted it from the natives. I mean, that was bushcraft yeah. back then was just living. living. Is is yeah. bushcraft you know I mean? like a Denmark, Scandinavian, Swedish, no. North you, kind you, of you thing? You call it whatever you want. They, it's, they, it's just living out on the Or wild. they just... Inv- but they, there's like such a community of it in that area. They just you want to know why there is? It. Why? Because they can't have guns. <laughs> I need to show up. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Their 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 rules and regulations make it to where like all of the the if those all those people could like actually carry around guns and like get into that, they'd be like these shooting like into different shit and like they can't do that. So but can't like, you still? Hey, hunt? I'm going to put all that energy. You can, but it's, to, it's yeah. just I not. I think the they same. have to get a freaking permit to take their bolt action hunting rifle out. Hunting, yeah. and you have to have a hunting license on you, to and you be have to have a suppressor. Yeah, and that's a cool thing. You have to have a yeah. suppressor. And that's the one thing to, they got right. In d- certain areas, they make like I think in Germany, it's some crazy amount of hours mm. to become, uh, you know, deemed. It's like a uh, three-year apprenticeship before you can buy a rifle. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Un master hunter. <laughs> <laughs> you want your pass? Nah. You have your papers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's something crazy like that. But I think like. There is something to not being able to own firearms that makes it to where people are like, well, I can buy knives and I can I can carve on wood and I can go camping and that's like the most outdoorsy shit I yeah. can really get into. But, but if and, you're and on Pinterest like your boy over here, uh, you'll see that Japan is very into camping. Camping is a huge culture and like an art. Probably it's, because they're stacked on top of each other and they just want to fucking get away once in a while. Which is nice. Yeah. But like camping in Japan is an art. 
Like they make such everything. cool, yeah, and, but that's what I mean. But camping has become a culture, and like Yeti and all these coolers <laughs> and the type of cast iron and their cook systems, and it's that's it's not, just I, is that camping? It's they're glamping. Over, they're overlanding. They're they're that very glamping. Cool. But that's what I mean. How come a place where Japan goes more towards glamping in the art of it, in the enjoyment, and the sophistication, where places like the Denmarks, the Finlands, those areas, they go more into the bushcraft, like the roughing. I, I think it. they're getting back to their sort of their ancient culture, like hunting caribou, living in, you know, these rugged cabins out in the the snowfields way up north. Yeah. So I think for them, it's more about just sort of maintaining a little bit of their heritage. Well, and so that's where it makes me ask, is there a difference between like American bushcraft and European bushcraft? I don't like yeah, do because we... it's different terrain, right? So if you're in not, Sweden, not Denmark, N- Finland, depends. Yeah, you're, you're on snowshoes and skis half the year. Whereas yeah. if you're on the East Coast in the United States, you're in kind of a little more open rolling woods, hills, burst, mountains. Come out here, it's it's just straight Hardwood. up rainforest. Yeah. And one of the things I was pointing out to the the level two class yesterday that Jordan was in is. Imagine the the guys who were fighting in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, where the, this was the terrain, mm. where it was a tropical rainforest as opposed to just the broader leaves here. instead of needles. Yeah, but oh, yeah. our our visual range was about fifteen yards. Yeah, it's about and this. And if you read a lot of those accounts of Vietnam, other than the rice paddies where they had wide open lines of sight, their engagements, like the SOG teams and the the Ranger teams and the Lurk teams, their average engagement was fought at like seven meters. That is fucking wild. Well, that's why it's fun to bear hunt here. Like, I took Jordan to uh, Mm -hmm. my spot last year. But, like, we went lower to a new spot I hadn't explored. But we go up higher, and it's like you're in the thick of these blackberries. There's tunnels to the left and the right of you on your trail. You hear stuff. Like, you can hear them, but you can't see them. You know they're 20 feet away. Bear hunting is kind of a rush because of Tell me you're using a rifle, not a bow. Mm, depends. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, was bear hunting one time and I had sabot rounds and a shotgun. Yeah, that, that's I was more like, my style. I, <laughs> I want to get, <laughs> I want to get real. I want your Grand Sports Brook and <laughs> I want you <laughs> jumping out on that bad boy. An uh, arrow with no bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah, uh, there's there's certain spots on the peninsula that I'll go to, and yeah, it's the same kind of deal. There's little dog holes, and it looks like. Yeah. You know, dogs have been running around in there, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. and they can smell them. You yeah. Know? yeah. When uh, you can hear them, too. Like, and that's a f- trip, because it's like, I can hear this animal, but I have no clue where it is, and it could pop out anywhere. Just that density, it makes it, I don't know. It's what, you know when you breathe, like, you don't realize you're in an intense situation until you realize you hear yourself far. breathing more <laughs> than anything. <sighs> You're like, oh, well, we're in it. Calm down, calm down. But that it's fun. I like doing that. Yeah, the bear hunting. yeah I, uh, I had a situation where I was elk hunting and I thought I heard a bear, and it was just like a, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> on the other side of this hedge or like not hedge, but like just off this side of the skid road, and I was bow hunting for elk, and I was too much of a pussy to just draw back. And walk through it and just see what was on <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I did, and I just st- stood there. And uh, <laughs> later that night, I I met up with a like a you know kind of a veteran hunter, and he was like, "That was probably a bull elk like lumbering as it was walking <laughs> up, and not not a bear." 
Because I was like, dude, it could have been like a little bear or something. I didn't know, but I I didn't want to draw back and like try and walk through this like little thicket. Um, because it was just on the other side. It sounded like it was ten feet away from me. Do you use a wrist release or do you use a? Uh, yeah, no, I ten, yeah, back tension release. I use I use a wrist release, wrist release. Yeah. yeah, um, a trigger. Um, just not. I've I've gotten a hold of some of the back tension stuff, and I I like it, and I'd like to. I like the theory it. of it, but I like a wrist release way more. Yeah. It just it's dependable and it's easy. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if you shot it enough, you'd you'd uh, get pretty dialed on it. But um, also, I, the good ones are like four hundred bucks. It's like I'm not going to spend that yeah. for a trigger. I mean, the good the good you know wrist releases are you know hundred twenty hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know, doable. Um, I got that Spot Hog. Um, the hell is it? The spot hog one, it's like a sear. So like you touch the trigger on it, and yeah. it's there's no like creep or take up. It's like once you put your finger, finger on that, it's yeah, going. And, then, and then you can adjust the tension so yeah. you can adjust how sensitive it is. I fucking love that thing. Yeah, and uh, actually, I I bought that, uh, shot that for a long time, and then I saw one on offer up for like a killer deal. So I went to Linwood and picked one up from this guy. Um, and I'm looking in his garage. He kind of just walks out and meets me in his driveway. And it's like, here you go, you know, like some dude left it on his bow that I bought. So and I don't shoot <laughs> these. So um, here you go. And uh, then I'm looking in his garage and he's got like a boat, a nice like aluminum fishing boat. And he's got two um, like, you know, uh, enduro style um, nice. Bikes, dirt, dirt, bikes. dirt bikes that are fucking, you know, more more dirt bike than road bike. And yeah. then... Uh, fucking turkey like uh fans mm-hmm. everywhere in his garage and i was just like oh man it's we started bullshitting about our arrow setups and everything else and he's like hey you know you want come inside real quick i'll show you some stuff and i walk in and as soon as i walk into his house i kind of look into uh off to the right and there's this big ass moose rack that's just sitting <laughs> on the ground and then like, yeah elk and elk mounts all over and bear mounts and like big snake skins Ew. and like um what else he had bears elk snakes like uh a bunch of white tail mounts black tail mounts like it just his house is just covered in the, just random dude in linwood huh. and i was just like what the hell and he was like yep benefits to being single he's like there's pros and cons but this is a pro you know, and then he told me about a couple really good uh, bear spots because that's what he was really into was bear. Yeah, but he said he was like a bow hunter at heart, so he hunted bow for pretty much everything. Hmm. Have uh, was Dan talking about it when we went turkey hunting that bear hunting podcast? Was it called Barely a Podcast? I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you listened to it at all? I haven't gotten a chance to yet. It's good. It's interesting because it's a local one, so. Yeah, there's a bunch of good local podcasts. Yeah. From like, you know, true hunters. Hunters and stuff, yeah. Um Pacific or uh, P and Wild. Um those guys are fucking I think those are like local Lake Stevens guys, right? Are they really? I thought or there's a there's a group might have to do a club. Do they like gelatas? Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Will they sit on a jujitsu mat and drink beer with us? I was just gonna say they got they gotta do a sauna and an ice bath first though, right? <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah, I think I think we got like a Lake Stevens group that is like, you know, 
yeah. legit ass motherfuckers. Oh, we'll have or maybe to look like, for an email address. Then. Yeah, or like one or two of them are. Hmm. Um, yeah, or maybe they moved down. I don't know. I'd have to look more. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a handful of. I mean, it's the Northwest, right? Like we got some savage hunters up here yeah. doing a bunch of crazy stuff what, that make us look like silly bastards. What did you think of turkey hunting after your first, because that was your first time going? Yeah, that was my first time, like, really trying to get after turkey. Um, I am a huge fan, and I get the reason people do it. Yeah. And I did not expect <laughs> to get an adrenaline dump <laughs> from a, For a stupid turkey. turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, holy shit, there's, there it is. There it is. There it is. The fucking. It's at least eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. There's something about it. It just grips you. I, well, I think it's because they're vocal like elk. We They were very quiet this time. You know, we barely heard any goblin. But when they talk and stuff, it's just like, he's right over there. You yeah. Know? I, well, I, I was taking a nap. I want to be honest with you. The first time I heard one, and I'm kind of sitting in this field, the corner of this field area, and uh, all I'm sleeping or kind of like <laughs> resting, I'll say, and I, all of a that, sudden that I that just video hear. video of him falling asleep <laughs> is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, all of a sudden I hear this, uh, or however they have. <laughs> yeah. 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 And but and then this fucking thing like stands up and I, out I look and it's just like standing like five foot into this little field and I was like, there it is that <laughs> son of a bitch and it stayed at like seventy five yards yeah. away from me and then just kind of did like this little circle uh, at seventy five yards and you I should, couldn't. You know what? I don't, thought about chasing you, it. Don't you have one of those collapsible ten twenty twos that fits in a backpack? That's what we're talking about later. Yeah. See, I mean, but that's or you the, got a guy with a bow, but you yeah, can take but one I, shot. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily legal. I don't think shooting with oh, the twenty-two. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, you have to use a shotgun or a oh, bow. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So um, don't don't but think I didn't believe me. One. That that discussion was set around the campfire. <laughs> so, okay, a few whiskeys, and it was the main point of topic. We sh- we shoot ground squirrels down at my mom's because oh, she has two hundred acres of uh, hazelnuts. When do we? And one squirrel. Yeah, that's will my take, question. Uh, When's fucking? When do we get to do that? I'm ready to go. Need, uh, it's it's later in the fall as the nuts start dropping off the trees. So okay, you, you so you when, that, when the trees right get now. a little older, yeah, <laughs> when their nuts drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so late, late, late summer, early fall is when they're out scurrying around, like so looking stupid. for, uh, yeah, yeah, looking for nuts. And uh, but I've I've dumped a lot of squirrels at seventy yards with a Ruger. Oh yeah, so I've done it before at uh, like alfalfa fields, yeah. and they do it right as the spring starts before it gets too high, do, so you do can they s- eat the crops. Yeah, they okay. so the farmers don't want them in there, so they. I'm either- such a, I, I won't shoot it like. We have squirrels in our backyard. I won't shoot them because I won't shoot a squirrel just to shoot a squirrel. I gotta have, it, you know what I mean? If it's a, if it's damaging, this is where we differ. All of the squirrels <laughs> are magical. I don't, I don't think we can. I don't <laughs> think we can shoot the squirrels around here. None of them have disease. Yeah. But I would. I want to try squirrel dumplings so bad. Yeah. Squirrel dumpling. dumplings. Huh? Yeah, like yeah, like chicken noodle soup, but with squirrels. That's how you get COVID. <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> squirrel bat, bat soup and squirrel dumplings. Yeah, I, I feel soup. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is my face red? We're going to send COVID to China. I can't taste anything. Yeah, that's our new export, dude. Squirrel dumpling. I'm going to start sending some sort of. Could you imagine if we like came up with like a startup company where we made like, you know, there's a it's lot just of. Just canned squirrel soup. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> 
hunger is a real problem, and there's a lot of squirrels in this world. And we we're gonna get organic squirrel meat. You know, they're all they're natural. It's we're jerky. not giving well, them yeah jerky. Here, One squirrel. By the time you dehydrate <laughs> it, you get like eight ounces of fucking jerky. It looked like Dude. a stick of bubble gum. Yeah. You're like, here you go. Here's we're, a squirrel. We're joking because that's not what we see. Someone is here. gonna hear this idea and take it. Goddamn it. No. squirrel dumpling. There, there's. Guys that like squirrel live dumpling. off squirrels. I know. It's Michigan, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah Michigan, the Midwest, squirrel pie. Yeah. God, I want to. I want to try it <laughs> but, so bad. Dude, that sounds sexual. I'll, you know, what's funny is I'll never forget the first time I went hunting with Jordan, and like we had hung out and talked and met. Most men like, don't. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I was like, let's go hunting. And I remember, you know, you get to know someone, you're just walking down a trail talking and he's like you know what i want to do i want to make the ultimate wild game cubano sandwich yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> and he you know, goes i want to get like the pulled pork he's like i want to shoot a cougar and put it in a crock pot and make pulled pork with a cougar and then you wanted oh fuck i forget bear, bear is you want to make a ham with the bear and he's like, I think, yeah, it was like a Northwest Cubano wild game sandwich. <laughs> cured, yeah. cured and I was like, all right, I can yeah. get behind what this guy's talking about. Yeah. I like food too. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, Let's go get our ham. That and some Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, some pickles. And nice fucking, pickle yeah. and a mustard. Uh-huh. I'm getting hungry, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. That would be the ultimate. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. People, yeah. People, oh. I, you're not going to see. That's how I make meat eater. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're you're like meat eater. Meat eater meets uh, what's what's that? Top Chef. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know. Is that Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, like one of those yeah. cooking shows. Yeah. My mouth's watering. Do you it. follow on Meat Eater that chef, uh, Fu- El Fuego, Captain Fuego, uh, Fuente? But he's got that hook for the hand. Oh yes. And do you know his story? Yes. I don't no, think Tobin I, I knows know none it. Of this. Yeah. That guy, uh, Chris, what's his name? Chris Fuenteago, Fuenteago, Fuentes. What, what's the cliff notes? So basically, the dude, the dude was big time hunter, and um, he became a chef, and he's a big time hunter, and he's, um, I, I, you know, he doesn't have like, I don't think he has like any kind of presence of social media or anything. He's got some. He's in no, no, back, back before. Oh this. yeah, yeah. He was and just a normal guy. He's just a normal dude, and he's a chef, and he's hunting, and he's I. Believe he was in Montana, Montana, and um, I think he was deer hunting or whatever. And he comes up on this like, um, this bear that had been killed, uh, and he didn't quite understand. Like, no, he, f- he found a fifty-five gallon drum first. Okay, and and he it had went a bear in it. It had a bear paw in it. He he went over to this fifty-five gallon drum, looked in it, and saw it had a bear paw. A severed bear paw. Yeah, just the hand. So he wanted to go in and get the hand with his oh. knife, or grab the like the to get the nails and stuff. The bear to get the claws. Claws. Yeah. So he saw it in a fifty-five gallon drum, and he grabs this thing, and it's charged with it's an electrical wire for like high volt electrical, and it oh. blew his blew him completely. Like he he passed. So out. way back in the day when this property was sold, they ran power to it. So they didn't have a proper junction box. So they sunk a 55 gallon drum and they connected two wires to the utility. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so so it un- was like, like Jordan and I are electricians. We're talking about unfused electrical power. This was yes. beyond he, yes. unfused he, utility he, power. Yes. Which yes. is fucking 
a huge amount of power. Yes. yes. So he grabs that. Boom. You know what happens? He gets yeah. fucking blown to bits. Holy shit. La- lands so this on his is back. a booby trap somebody yes. put out on their property. But, but no, 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 no. It was just an old for the property to get power. So it was. They, they went real western. This is. Hang on. They were using a severed bear paw. As no, 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 no. <laughs> A bear had a bear. I believe oh, a bear had done I the see. same thing okay. and got fucked up. Okay. So a bear, bear paws oh. are used for conducting electricity. A bear, you know a bear got fucked up and he saw came upon this and got was it. just trying to. Yeah. Was like, oh okay. shit! And okay. reaches down. They were using a fifty-five gallon <laughs> drum as a splice box. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. That, and yes. Holy yes. Shit. And and boom, he gets lit up and you know doesn't doesn't realize it comes to ends up you know making his way out to the fucking road or whatever he had to walk miles yeah. yeah and after he got just blown up and then he gets to the hospital and they end up having to cut off his hand yeah um and uh luckily did, that's did all they he put it back in the barrel yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. for the next guy um yeah so he does that and then like his his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend nurses him back to health in the fucking uh in the hospital and stuff and it's the, a great there's a documentary yeah, it's about fantastic it. and yeah. it's incredible yeah Anyway, do you guys remember the the title? Absolutely not. It's an informational (laughs) podcast. I mean, look up Meat Eater and Chef with One Hand, (laughs) and you'll probably get it. I mean, it'll come up, I'm sure. So, speaking of that, did you guys watch that Cam Haynes uh, Once We Were Wolves documentary? I haven't. Mm -mm. I'm not even a hunter, and I fucking loved it. It was outstanding. Really? I didn't. Well, what's it on? Uh, He goes up to, uh, I guess. No, what platform do you watch it on? Oh, it's on uh, YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah. He talks about Roy dying, yes. Big Roy. So yeah, it's yeah, his I know that first story. Hunt back in Alaska since then. So he's doing bighorn sheep again. Uh, grizzly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and I, I don't want to give you guys a spoiler, so I'm not going to talk any more about it. But anymore. it's really good. I'll I'll watch that then. That's on YouTube, right? Correct. I've read. Did you read his book Endure? I haven't. I should. I think Jen has a copy. I read it, and the one thing I got from it was like. God, it'd be tough to be friends with this guy or it'd be tough to have him as my dad. Yeah. Like, there's one point he's talking in the book, and it's like, I got home from work. I go for a quick run. I come home. It's my son's birthday. We have a meal at home. I give him a kiss on the head. I go do some quick reps of working out. We decide to go to a movie. We go to the movie theater. The credits or the previews start to play on the screen. I put my hood up, I lace my shoes tighter, I kiss my son on the forehead, and I say, I'm going to go get a quick five miles, and I'll be back in 45 minutes. It's like, it's my fucking birthday. I want to hang out with my dad, and he's going to go for a run. Yeah. Like, he can't turn it off. A little bit of manic personality there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of time, I think the guys who do, like, the extreme, you know, like, 100-mile runs or any kind of extreme sport, I think they probably have a little bit of, like, Someone needs to love me more or Uh, I I need to be loved. I think it's more like they're not comfortable in their own skin, so they're constantly needing to move. Hmm. You don't think it's they're searching for something or they they either didn't receive something or something was done. Therefore, it creates an idol that's not... Adrenaline junkies who just need that excitement in their life, which I almost kind of identify with a little bit. I hear adrenaline, but running a marathon every day isn't adrenaline. That's like a slog. I think it's mania. I think it's just a a discomfort in your own skin and just needing to move to because you you can't sit still. You literally can't sit still. I'm going to interrupt real quick. Uh, Eduardo Garcia... Eduardo Garcia. Is that chef's name? Yes. And the documentary is called Charged. Okay. Good name. 
or charged. And his food, like, I follow him on Instagram, and you see he has a cookbook, and he works with Meat Eater. Like, it's, um, it looks like maybe a lot of old world Mexican, as yeah. well as, like, yeah. Mexican-American infusion. Yeah. And his food just looks phenomenal. It looks so good. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, the, what you, you guys started run, talking about the, the running Oh, or, we're just talking just about any, like psychos. The, some of the extreme athletes that just go to these unbelievable lengths, like the Badwater 200 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it requires a little bit of a manic personality. I know somebody who does ultra marathons, mm-hmm. and they are—they definitely seem like they have energy like that. Um, it's like nervous energy that they can't—they can't—they can't slow it down, mellow. so they just have to put it somewhere. The guy, yeah, the guy that I know is like, he seems somewhat mellow, but he's he's kind of like. But I maybe it's because he's ran fifty miles when you talk. Charged, him. maybe, yeah. Like, what if you held him still for a day and a half? Would, yeah, or if you had who to knows, be on a, dude. an eight-hour flight to the East Coast, does I know that is just freaking out a little yeah. bit. I know that his son is always going off and doing crazy adventures. Yeah, he was a tough-ass wrestler, and then like I think. Which he, at the same time is cool. Like I'm glad there's people out there. Oh doing yeah, that. And I wish I had See, a little bit more. I think more he's of he's that. doing the Moab. Um, is it the Moab 240 or something like I that? I don't know. I don't think it's manic. I think it's trying to fix something in yourself, and I think that's why. I mean, I would even say that about myself, and maybe either you you guys even. I would say maybe this is something of everyone. But so many great people in this world are trying to prove something or trying to get over something. Or just, I think there's also just straight up adventure seeking, which I sort of identify. There is adventure seeking, but the people that are crazy, crazy, crazy driven, it always seems like, look at a Michael Jackson. Like you want love from your father and he won't give it to you. Right. And so, and maybe he even, he's abusive and he fucks you over. And what does that do? I'm going to become, I'm going to work so hard and become the world's biggest pop star. You don't get Michael Jackson without damage. You don't get like so many, like who's trying to think of great people. Like even like Hitler wasn't a good dude, but you have to say, holy shit, he was motivated, right? And look at him. He had like a prostitute mother and an abusive failure artist father, I think, and that's why he wanted to be an artist. And that creates a fuel for a fire. You hear so many celebrities or people that want to become famous and they become millionaires and they talk about, I was poor as shit or my father abandoned me and I wanted to work hard and prove this and say that even though someone hurt me, I'm still a good person and I can work this. I think when you see a lot of those people that are trying to crush things in life, it's either something's happened to them and they're trying to figure it out or they feel they're missing something and they're trying to figure it out. But I would, like I said, I would even say... I think a lot of them are definitely searching for answers to, you know, fill in the blank. But we all are. That's what I mean. It's like you're trying to fill out, like, to be better at grappling, to be better at wrestling, to be better at shooting. It's like, well, how far do you want to take it? Well, it's like, well, what's your drive factor? What's your purpose? If you were raped... And all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to become a fucking, no one's going to rape me again. I'm going to learn kung fu and guns and military. I'm going to learn it all. Do you feel like that's putting up like a shell? 
at a some shell. point. Is it a shell I, I or is it an understanding it, of life and knowing that yeah, life yeah. can fuck you in certain ways? So it's, I should it's a be. a way of like uh, assuaging a, a fear, right? Yeah. So yeah. Same, same scenario, like had a rape victim. Now they have this intense fear, that, which understandably comes from that experience. And now they're trying to figure out how to manage, you know, be in control of their own life so that they don't have to experience that fear day in, day out. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I think that same thing carries over to being, like, as you grow older as an adult, I think so many people are fucked over by their childhood. You say There are good parents, bad parents, stuff like that, but just even growing up, you're going to go through obstacles and be upset with maybe where you came from in life, who your parents were, certain situations, you know? And I feel like it's the same thing like that rape victim. You're trying to get over something. And certain people have more traumatic childhood and I think that carries over into adulthood with that drive of trying to figure it out, trying to be better. And I think that's where you get these ultra David Goggins, Cameron Haynes, Courtney Dewater, I think and that, that lady that runs them, all these people like that. But I don't think it comes from like, oh, I watch Sesame Street every day from 7 to 8, and then I had graham crackers with grandma and tea and every life was normal. I think if you want to... I think normal's like... I, I don't think there anybody had a normal life. Yeah. Like, what's normal? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think there's always going to be something or... It's like what we were talking about on the last podcast. It's like, I could... Normal to me might be fucking waking up at 5 a.m. and walking three and a half miles to a bus stop and then riding that bus for fucking an hour and a half and then walking another two miles to get to school. Yeah. You know, that could be normal for some kids and that's just normal life. It yeah. is what it is. And that's or, what the parents make a, them do. A well, village in Afghanistan where but normal, that, you get up and you go help milk the goats mm-hmm. and then you go chop firewood and then you go, you know what I mean? It's literally you just yeah. get up and start helping with yeah. the, the chores of survival. Yeah. Well, so that's not, that's not, not normal for them. It's yeah. just the way they are. The way and life. It's the comparison that all of a sudden starts fucking you. Well, maybe normal's been planted in us since a long time ago. Like, if you think of, like, the uh, suburbia, like, leave it to beavers of the 50s and stuff, I think that's what a lot of us think of as a normal life. Like, a, a good-looking mom that takes care of the house and raises the boys, a dad that goes to work, and, like, problems aren't of, like, drug addiction and fucking Mental my husband's health, fucking yeah. the neighbor or something, you know? <laughs> Walt yeah. Cleaver. Yeah, it's like yeah. Billy got a, or the Beeve got a C on a book report, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Flowers not on sale anymore at the grocery store. Yeah, golly but, golly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's. But I just I can't unsee Walt Cleaver pounding the neighbor lady now. Uh, <laughs> all right, gang, we need to have a family meeting. Dad's got something to say. He's talking about the beef and not the normal one. <laughs> but I think that's what we think of a lot too, because as a kid, like. Growing up, like, looking at commercials, you know, it's, like, the amount... And I grew up in the 80s. I love, like I said, pulp culture and, like, looking at the commercials that were geared towards us just for cereal or juice or, like, all the kids would come over to one kid's house and the mom would be the one there and she's getting all the snacks and everything and you're, like, that's just life. Yeah. But then you go over to a friend's house and it's, like, where's your mom? It's, like, well, she works and then she yeah, gets home really jobs. late or two yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah. 
But I think everyone wants to shoot for that easy normal. Like we always say it's good to be hard and that makes a more stronger person. But I think in our heads, we want an easy life. That's why the shows of Leave It to Beaver, that ideas of a John Hughes 80s film where you have. It was an ideal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, I mean, and that's like, I guess, sets people up for failure. But if without that, like comparison... But that's a good life if you're a grandparent. If you've worked really hard as a young person to strive and get what you want, money in a retirement, as a grandparent, I feel like there is a time when you want that leave it to beaver lifestyle compared to getting in the cold tank. Don't get me wrong. The cold tank is good, but it's like, I'm in my 70s. I'm here to wear a flannel in the summer you know, <laughs> eat dinner before four thirty, and just enjoy my good time. See my grandchildren. My years. Yeah, just take it as easy as possible. I grandparents are like a human cat. <laughs> you know, they nap all day in the sun. <laughs> they eat a snack, and then they visit with their friends and take a bath. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's uh, that's just a good life that everybody would want now. Oh. But that's what I mean, you know like I mean? that leave it to beaver, that kind of where everything's golden. We do strive for that, that 1950s, that things are nice and pleasant and I don't have to worry about crime and fighting. And Yeah, but like we're sitting in this room right now and you look up here and there's fucking trophies and medals and belts and all this kind of shit. Like that's that's life. Yeah. That's th- these are the little mementos that you get like of working hard. Yeah. And in and, and accomplishing something that is hard. Yeah. Because it's like what Tobin said to his kid that stuck with me. It's like, oh, you're watching YouTube videos of some guy juggling a fucking football. Or, I mean, a soccer ball. Sorry, I almost went British there for a second. <laughs> uh, football. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, playing playing soccer, doing some cool stuff with a soccer ball. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, why is it cool? Yeah. It's cool because it's hard. Yeah. You're you're. Doing something, and people love watching people accomplish things that are hard. Look at that, like, uh, that one girl who was, like, the youngest girl to sail around, or the youngest person yeah. to sail around the world. Yeah. I found myself watching documentary. I, I watched, like, a two-hour fucking YouTube documentary of some <laughs> dude who, like, just wanted to sail his boat from, like, I don't even remember, California to Hawaii. You know what I mean? And I watched this guy's journey. And it was like, why the fuck am I watching this? Like, how did I get sucked into this? And it's like, because that's something I want to do. I want to do hard things like that. And it's not, and it's not hard in like a physical labor hard. It's mentally. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It could break you. It can break you. It can, and that, the, the isolation of stuff like that. That's why like you watch alone. It's not that I can't do every physical thing that those people have done. It's that isolation that yeah. they're going through. There, That's the fucking freaky part. Which but, is weird because everybody sitting at home in their living room watching that on Netflix understands that part even if they've never felt it. Yeah. I would do fine. I do so. I'm such a loner. I, I, I also <laughs> like solitude. I But, but I, I have a I, mental but we circus. All, we're all going to have a, uh, a solitude's, breaking point. Solitude's fun when you... Or choose it. it. Yeah. Oh, I would have a mental breakdown the first day, develop multiple personalities, and I would have six guys to hang out with the whole time. Are you kidding me? I've got this thing nailed, dude. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. We need to send you on a boat to fucking <laughs> yeah. Hawaii. Good luck, <laughs> buddy. See, see what he's like when he comes back. Yeah. He's got a British accent. It's odd. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Are podcast we podcasting? Oi, <laughs> <laughs> cheerio. Yeah, yeah, spot a tea for me. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's... Uh, that I think there there's definitely something to um, people who are seeking things that I mean was Wally Cleaver the the you know the bad brother the bad like I mean what the, secretly he was what, a meth oh no that was Eddie what, what, is, what is the what, I'm I, getting some blues and pounding some dang yeah dude. but I mean at, at some point like you realize life is not that it's rough and it's yes. hard so so fuck trying to make that life for yourself is hard in itself. Yeah. Right. Like trying to Mm. create the perfect life and like make this world like, because then you know what that requires? Boom. It requires trust in other people. Yeah. And abilities to like rely on other people. And that is fucking scary as shit for most in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Because you have to say, we all agree on this ideology and we all agree on like this like life we're trying to live and we all have to fucking abide by it. And yeah. when somebody gets a little out of whack, it's like, well, you know, this is, this is what we're trying to do. And you know, you got to follow, follow in line for our perfect life. And we're yeah. trying to live this perfect life. And that, and that's just not the fucking reality of the world. Well, okay. So this is perfect. So to keep going with that, like, Say like in the fifties, we had it the leave it the beaver style, and everything was just roses and sugar and but it sunshine. Wasn't. But no, it no, wasn't. no. In the TV shows, okay, like that's how we pro- portrayed things. Yes, but as time kind of went on, like look at as things kind of changed, like into like go to the eighties and like the movies that were I was comedy, just say, but if they, all the eighties cartoons that we grew up on were just commercials for Hasbro toys. Mm-hmm. Were those shows like Leave It to Beaver just a commercial for? the ideal of life that uh, basically American society was trying to push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Having good stuff. I mean, you're g- it's easy to make a quick dollar in there too. Yeah. But if like that 50s style was like the ultimate and like society's great and this is the greatest generation and be polite and all this stuff. And then you kind of go. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just no, saying no, no. It, was, it was sort of like. Those sandlot that, years. That generation. Yeah way of push like hey this is what we want american society to be to you know be, yeah you know, so we're gonna you make a couple people, tv shows that demonstrate yeah how, how you are supposed to conduct your family but then you still have wars that continue on you say, have yeah. drugs and alcohol you have oh, normal yeah. life that goes and then but everybody you, hit it so it was yeah. like my grandma's gen- my grandma would go hide in the garage to smoke a cigarette yeah you know what i mean and but, she would never admit that she smoked you know yeah. what you could also do back then that we don't I mean, so we just got you done beat your with your wife World with a War. stick that yeah. wasn't any bigger was than the size yeah. of your thumb was yeah. a real rule. <laughs> no, but like I mean, we had just got done with World War Two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um all that shit had just finished up. You were also um you were able to be a fucking uh T V repairman and live in a fucking neighborhood and own your house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there was there was a, a sense of being able to make a living and and have that life. Well, I hate to say this world, but equity or equality were 
I would say more equality of income where people are more on an even playing field yes. for the most part. You have the opportunity to make have a good living without being a, you know, neurosurgeon. I, well, if they had them back then. I think they just yeah. lobotomize people. Yeah, they shock therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bite yeah. down. We'll we're, we're, we're about as closest to that right now, you know, being electricians. You just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, you could make a good living on a normal on a normal job. Yeah. That was, and, and you know what the fact of the matter is, like, you can do that today. Yeah. As an electrician, we make fucking killer money. Uh-huh. Although, you know, I don't know that a, a new journeyman right now could afford a house in this area. No. I, they they make $120,000 a year, and I don't think they're buying a house. No. Depends no. on the house. And hey, well, and well, well, I, but that, I've looked that has for more property to... out here around Granite Falls, and for if you want three acres, for $450,000, you're getting a single-wide trailer that's so fucking gross that, yeah. you, you know what I mean? It's literally, you're just going to have to scrape it off. You, so you're not you doing it by yourself. It. Yeah. You're doing yeah. it You're doing it with help from your wife, and your wife's going to have to work, or your yeah. girlfriend's going to have to work. It's yeah. It's... it's it's rough to do it by yourself right now, for sure. Um, and back in the day, you could be that stay the stay at home mom, and you know, yeah, kids are you know doing whatever the fuck, playing baseball or yeah. And I wonder know. if we're kind of the last generation where that can happen because Jen and I bought our house in 2012 or so when prices were way down, so we have been able to live that life. But um, I don't I don't know that like someone could do it now, even 12 years later. Yeah, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I know that like my house, I couldn't I couldn't afford any more house for what I got. Like yeah. fuck, I can't afford kitchen. Uh, I I and that's that's just a fact of the matter, right? Like I mean, maybe I, maybe I could if I di- wanted to be a little more dialed. Um, but to live the life that you want to live right now, I I don't think that that's necessarily possible. Yeah. Um, without <laughs> two incomes. You're make, I'm still thinking on kind of what I was saying, and you're blowing my mind, uh, what you guys are saying. Um, like, talking about, like, the leave it to beaver, and, like, this is what we want culture and society to yes. be and stuff. I, I think that was a specific and, attempt and, to shape society. But also, maybe it was easier to do that, like, during that time, like he said, when you are a milkman and you can make, actually, a living and go on vacation and have yeah. a kid or two in a car. Said it on the show before where... There was some meme where it was like, remember 1980 when it was completely plausible that your dad could sell VCRs at Radio yeah. Shack and own a house and your yeah. mom could stay home with the kids? So, like, in that idea, like, okay, so this is, like, the people saying what maybe the government or, like, you know, paired with Hollywood saying this is what we want culture and people to be and stuff like that. But also this is a product of the time. It's easier to d- be these like have a normal job and have a good living. But then when you fast forward to the eighties and you start to look at movies like the breakfast club or fast time at Ridgemont high, or these things that are still supposed to be comedies, but now they're struggling with a lot more internal struggle, culture struggle with different peer groups, being cool, being liked, being loved, having money, being poor coming from different backgrounds. And so you start to see a shift more into like the dramas or like the problems of life. And then in the nineties, you, all you see is the takeoff of reality TV shows and what reality TV was all about drama. All we cared about is the drama because this creates a conflict and people relate to the early 2000s. Yeah. The nineties and the two real world was in the nineties real world and road rules 
were the OGs. Those were like the beginning reality. It was like 95 yeah. to God, I think it was even earlier. Like oh, maybe really? 93. Oh, no shit. 94 I, bro, was I, the first I MTV. I lived in OMAC and my parents didn't pay for cable. So I yeah. lived in a black hole of pop culture. Of that way? But then it's like, so you get all these reality. Which in is there. probably why those places are better off now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's pretty economically depressed. But. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's better off culturally. Yeah. Right. I, I would, I would I, rather I th- raise my kids. Up, I think we had a better childhood than what my kids are getting in the suburbs right now. Yeah. I, but I, I also think that was probably all all the way around everywhere. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, uh, I mean, it, yeah. Go ahead. Keep keep going, Mike. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. So then you have the change to reality television, right? And it's all focused on drama, right? And TV has still continued with that same model from the 90s. So we went from this TV being like picture perfect. This is what we want things to be. But now it's just a form of entertainment that hits a receptor in your brain that goes off with drama and conflict and people having these strikes. But it's not the real drama of life. It's not that in today's generation, a milkman can't make an honest living. It's about Linda thinks my clothes are like tacky and she's a bitch. Yeah. Or like, the, you know, nothing is a real substance of drama. So like maybe they did have this idea of TV figured out and like we can manipulate culture. We can get them to be more leave it to beaver. But as time goes by and they're like, you know what? That's not what they want from us. Yeah, maybe we don't want that. Maybe it's easier to focus on these high-fueled, emotional, high-drama shows than it is to to have something of substance or message or this is just a sign of the keep times coming back over and over again right that, yeah. that craving for drama yeah just keeps you watching you well, know, day I after mean, day after day i think if if you're staying on the same the same thought plane as far as like they're trying to uh, mold our lives um, with television and and radio or whatever yeah. um I think it's probably uh, something that the the people who are in charge of that, which I would say are the same people that are probably in charge of the government at some capacity, they want to just create product placement. They want to create a, you need to, you know, keep up with the, you know, joneses or whatever the kardashians or whatever new fad is in and we need to have these these nikes or these boots or these these things and we need to more 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 like we want more you need to drive the newest car that costs a truck right now you can't the fact that you can't buy a truck for under sixty thousand dollars yeah it's fucking fucking ridiculous i just did work because guess the fact of the matter is i want a truck that literally has power windows. Yeah. That's it. Bluetooth in the spare or in the yeah. st- speakers. I, I want a Hilux, like a bare bones. Yes, four I want ba- a four, four wheel drive. Diesel. Yeah, I want tough a f- as fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I want. And you and can't it should get them. Run around ten thousand dollars. It, but it, it, yes, would, but you'd have to pay the import fees. Then just the fact that you actually got a Hilux in the United States means it would probably be a thirty thousand dollar vehicle. Yeah. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, like that—that's what I'm looking for. Something yeah. like that. 
And I think there's a I think there's a market for that. Oh, dude. And are I you don't kidding me? If you were able to import Hiluxes into the United States, you'd have a waiting list five years out. But it, but it's not even the fact and the fact of the matter that import. What are we talking about? We could fucking produce them. Yes. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Why don't we do that? There's a fucking reason we don't do that. And that's because there's money in it. We've for, been distracted. Yeah. I mean, you got to have, like, the the new, they just came out with that new TRD Pro, the 20, yeah. 2024, or whatever. And they got fucking, the tailgate lifts itself. <laughs> what the fuck? That's, you know that's what I mean? What you're like, for. Yeah, you're like what the how fuck how do many we need thousands, that for? How many tens of thousands of dollars does each potential customer have to pay to cover the research and development? Of a self-lifting tailgate. Like, and you're right. That's a fucking problem. Who cares? How yeah. about this? How about a dude. windshield that doesn't crack? Yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> six months, I'm uh, getting uh, new windshield. I have a huge I, divot in mind. I, yeah. I, I, could, I could give a fuck. Crack my windshield. I want a fucking rock stock car. You know what? I don't want to. This is where I'm at in life for me and what I really, <laughs> truly want. I don't want to have to roll my windows and up. by windows, you spoiled bitch. Yeah. Right? But yeah. Wally motherfuckers... Don't today, kids. You tell you put a kid. In, I swear to God, I've seen it. You put a kid in a car that has hand crank windows, and they don't know what the fuck oh, no. is going on. I, I like, haven't seen a hand crank in years. Does your truck have them in there? No, I wish. Oh, okay, I fucking wish. But I wish I had a hand crank on the driver's side, yeah. on the passenger, in a fucking electric on the passenger, so I could uh, reach everything else. Yeah, that's do, do you that remember? would be. There cool. was a few years there at the end of the nineties where cars did have that. Where the only it was like you know you get like the two seater truck and you and had to reach over no the dri- the passenger door was electric and you had your hand crank on the driver door I it wish was like holy yeah. shit I fucking that's wish electric. yeah because yeah my when I was a kid you had to, you had to kind of lean over across the seat like as you're driving like trying to keep your left eye above above the dashboard and adjust the hand crank on the window to get it right where you wanted it dude my daily driver in college was a sixty three Nova yes I was about that hand crank Fuck, life dude. Yeah. My stepdad had a 1954 Lincoln Continental. It was an awesome, yeah. cool car. Fuck yeah. And it uh, it had electric windows, but there was no seat belts. So they're like, <laughs> hey, man, comfort and cool is good, but yeah. safety, yeah. fuck it. Well, that's, that's yeah. what America needs. Yeah. America. It had, it had beer holders, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, cup holders, absolutely. Yeah. America needs Cigarette to bring trays back. everywhere. Yeah. America needs to bring back the bench seat. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, we need yeah. the bench seat back. If you gave me a pickup truck with the bench seat, <laughs> right now, it sounds dude, like a Toby Keith song dude. waiting to happen. Actually, you know what? I I intentionally look for captain's chairs if I'm shopping for a truck. Oh, dude, give me a bench seat because uh, they yeah. they don't even make them anymore. Yeah, they do. And what? I I had an F one fifty that had one in it. Probably like fleet vehicles. Oh, but like, like, yeah. Yeah. All, all those fleet vehicles. Like, think of all the. Edit the <laughs> right. timestamp. Uh, what is it? <laughs> one minute four. Right. Timestamp okay. one oh four. Who's <laughs> damn it? Timestamp one oh four forty four. Yeah, no. Uh, the the fact of the matter is, like, if we had a vehicle that you could get that was just bare bones, rock solid, and would get you where you needed to go, that is all I want. And we're getting away from that in so many fucking directions. Well, we just don't produce anything. I mean, like even a self- We produce the plans that go across the fucking world and they Kinda. produce it over there. So we produce it. the plans to have someone come up with the plans to build it and get hey, like, we, have we all our people buy shit. it. Yeah. We don't really produce, man. 
Like I said last podcast, talking about like medicine is like our one our biggest economy in the United States, and it's like wait, but that's all the manufacturing, yeah, pharmaceuticals. You're, you overseas. shouldn't be like your number one exporter shouldn't be doctors. Well, you know even, what I mean? Yeah, it's our number one domestic. Well, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I but, mean, but it, like, it for, does, it's not an actual good. It's the, exactly that's so. what I mean. You're 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 taking blood pressures. You're monitoring blood. What are you physically making for the rest of the world that puts you out on top and yep. gives you economic superiority? Yeah, nothing. Allowing so that's why you can't get a truck that's was good. A huge fucking mistake. Yeah, but that was the idea of the '70s in a globalist market. Man, we need to expand. Well, and the 80s and the 90s, even into the early 2000s. Yeah. It literally wasn't until Donald Trump that anybody started talking about bringing manufacturing back to the United States and getting me and all my friends. I would say, uh, actually, yeah, uh, you know what I mean? That's the fucking fa fact of the matter is most of the fucking people. Most are. of the people are talking. Yes. So I, why I the fuck are the people not getting what they want? Great question, Jordan. Palms are getting greased, baby. Yeah. Palms yeah. are getting greased. And that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So how but, do we fix? And you know what? It, it is. It, it, there's becoming a caste system here where the few control the masses just through, uh, not through outright power, but through commerce. Yeah. Right. And I was one of the things I've always, or I haven't always said, but that always strikes me, especially when I'm driving to work in the morning, is that Seattle and Everett and Western Washington in general are starting to resemble a third world country. Because I remember when I worked in Peshawar, Pakistan for a short time, the thing that always grabbed me was that you could pull up to a stoplight in Peshawar and you would see the latest model, highest end BMW car at the stoplight right next to a donkey cart with like a seven-year-old boy yeah. driving the donkey. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, we have... There is no middle class here whatsoever. Yeah. Everybody in this city falls under one of two categories. Rich as fuck or and poor, poor as fuck. fuck. Like you a know who the rich as fuck were? The government. Yeah, or, or a very few select people who, even if they weren't you know, uh, holding title in the government, they still had extreme influence over yes. it just because of their wealth. Yes. Yeah. And that's where we're fucking heading. That's that's where no, I don't that's where we are. We are, yeah. We are there. Time for a pee break. Pee break. Even though, I think that's the longest we've ever made it because we just got out of the sauna. <laughs> I am there's, so dehydrated. There's, there's no <laughs> <laughs> if I could pee, I would, but I'm just going to stand downstairs with you guys Puff and pretend. Some dust. Yeah. <laughs> Chew. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll All right. be back. Pee break. It's, it's so, so good to have them. When someone's like, you missed my birthday, you, everyone messaged me and you didn't do it. It's like. You're not my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should be able not to see each other for 10 years, meet up, and you're yeah. my best friend. Yeah. Again. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, my brother had to move to Tennessee for his uh, residency. And so we used to hang out a lot more. But even now, it's still, it's like, when I do see him, it's like, what's new? Nothing. And then we just sort of pick up wherever we left off the mm -hmm. last time. And I think that's more, that's, that's dudes. Like, I don't think girls have that experience. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot like this podcast. So, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> in, case, in case you didn't notice, we're back. Uh, no, I mean that that is a, a a fun thing about good friends is like uh, one of my best friends is Sean O'Mara. Or Sean is uh, a dude who just like from seventh grade till now we've just been tight as could be. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen him in years. 
And it's not because he's like not around. He's just he's busy. I'm busy. We have things going on, and it's just like. But when we see each other, it's a click. Like, yep. Hey. Yeah. What's like up, brother? It's like, like you hung out good? yesterday. Everybody yep. good? Yeah. Uh-huh. Things yep. are good. Yeah. You got a kid now? Cool. All right. <laughs> no. Fucking. You know. But I mean, obviously, there there should be more, you know trying to make time for that more. But yeah. it's like. It's just one of those things that it doesn't need to be to still know this is my fucking boy, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I got a, I got a few friends like that. Yeah, it's nice to have. Do you think Do you think that's what's missing from a lot of people's lives now? And one of the reasons we're experiencing so much uh, mental illness is that people are not as connected as they used to be. And the three of us are all kind of social people, so we all have that group of friends that just like Jordan's describing, you cannot see each other for two years. And then when you do finally hang out, it's like no time has passed because, and I'm, I'm only framing this because of what Greg says on his podcast where he's like, people message him and they're like, I have no friends. Like I can't imagine that world. I've never not had friends. Yeah. But I think it's two part. Like it's one, you have people that just never, they're not good at making friends, but then I feel like you meet people. Or, or maybe they just don't have like because this, the world has gone politically correct, and so you sit in your cubicle and you behave with political correctness. So there's never any. You, you can never actually. So there's know, no engagement at yeah. all. How, how could you know who someone is if you're if you're sort of being squashed under political correctness? Just being because, polite elevator talk the yeah, whole time. Because the reality is, if if I'm being me at work, mm-hmm. like we have we have to kind of like we do construction, but I'm in the office. Mm-hmm. where we do have uh, some female project managers. And so our superintendent is constantly looking over at us, and he'll be like, hey, guys, shared office, shared office, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, yeah. He li- he's, he's kind of laughing out one side of his mouth, but out the other side of his mouth, he realizes that we're going to get in big trouble. Keep your shit together. To- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tighten it up. So, Tighten it up, and boys. The, the effect of that is I have really good friends at work because yeah. we're allowed to be authentic and be ourselves, whereas if we were forced to... 100% of the time be, you know, behaving with political correctness, we wouldn't even know who each other are. Yeah. You're, you're talking to a shell at that point. And, yeah. And, well, it, and, and, it, and it makes everyone isolated because they can never form any sort of connection with another person. That's, yeah, and that's tough, especially for work where you depend on someone and they depend on you. And if you can't on a, be honest and know who your coworker is and they know who you are, there's not going to be a lot of trust or a feeling of conviction, affection, affection or conviction that I want to help this person. Yep. You know, it's this is this this Tobin. Uh, apparently, he likes bikes and uh, he drinks a latte. You know, that's all you know about him. <laughs> no, yeah, tons of whipped cream. Well, I mean, it's it's when I think to like the people I spend the most time around right now are people at work. And just talk to generally, mm-hmm. um, people at work, uh, and luckily again, I'm in construction, so I'm not necessarily, um, I can be open mm-hmm. and I, I, and I think that happens in offices probably quite a bit, but it's like real hush closed, like, and yeah. it takes a, it takes longer to understand where somebody's coming from. Yeah. When, when the we the flip side to that oh. in our, our trade is sometimes it's like, Oh, too much. Yeah, yeah, shut you, the fuck up, yeah. motherfucker. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know. So, so um, are office people more sensitive, or are office politics more sensitive? I, I, politics, I, or is it both? Politics are more sensitive, but I almost wonder if it creates the more sensitive people, just because they, when they finally are confronted with something outside of 
the political correct standards, they don't know how to react to it. So they it's just like, report oh it. They just sort of freak. It's it's almost like re, uh, causes a glitch. Yeah. So it's like they're reporting gammas. It to, yeah, exactly. They're, they're reporting <laughs> the glitch to IT. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even like, uh, so my wife worked for uh, Chase Bank before our second boy was born, and we used to watch The Office, the like the TV show. show. Yeah, she would go back and forth from like crying to laughing. And both because it was it was actually she's like it's actually kind of like this yeah <laughs> you know, like, yeah yeah that Ron Swanson character is one of the best oh, it's ever amazing I love that's that Parks guy. and Rec right oh you're right oh wait yeah, I guess right. so yeah, yeah. Right. Ron Swanson is the greatest Ron but Swanson yeah is yeah he is the good the Office is good though too yeah I love how guys are just staring at the camera <laughs> 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 Dwayne is it Dwayne right? Dwayne. I can't. Or I Dwight? Dwight. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a local boy, isn't he, from Tacoma? Yeah, he's, he's a Seattle guy. No yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Dwight. The oh. potato farmer or whatever he lives yeah, we got one on the boards. Beats, beats, beats. Bears, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, Beats. Yeah, that's right. There my beef farm. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Yeah, um, I think I think we, uh, we do live in this fucking weird... Weird society, like, in because the last of the political correctness, and in and this is maybe just biased, but I know a lot of guys in like non-union sectors are like, "Oh, you guys are fucking bitches!" Like, I carry my gun at work all the time. Like, I do all this stuff, and I can do whatever I want to do, and like, people are cool with it. And we, you know, non-union, you know, contractors or whatever. Um, and also, like, my buddies who are just running their construction companies, like, they kind of do what they want to do. They'll drink on the job. They make it feel like it's back in the day. And they just like, fuck you. We're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to get your job done. And we're going to ha- we're gonna live our life as we're doing it. And it's yeah. it's re- kind of refreshing. I've gone and, like. Dude, it's why I, the, when I'm out at our river property where the range is working on a Saturday just doing shit, you know, labor. Yeah. It's best days of my life. Yeah. Because it's I'm fucking out there. rewarding. Yeah. I get up, I go out, I get an omelet at the buzz in, and then I'm out there at seven o'clock chainsawing or like burning stuff or yeah. clearing brush or whatever. But I'm working for myself. And then at lunch, yeah, I'll, I'll have like a Coors Light and a sandwich. And it's like, all right, well, back to it. Mm-hmm. And then I always end up burning late into the night. And so why not, you know? Hammer drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, that that's that's the beauty of it and you're you and you but the the stress on your actual body oh no i feel so is good. so less yes it's because so minimal it's like your, yeah. your spirit feels light yes and yeah. that is like i have the energy to do this all, all day I, all day long so when people are like oh i'm working these 14 hours like you're not working your 14 hours you enjoy what you're doing if you're, yeah if you're doing i'm it for grinding yourself. this and i'm trying to make my and it's like yes you can say that but the fact of the matter is you're doing it for you motherfucker yeah. so you know what it feels like to fucking put 14 hours in for another fucking humans oh, i'm i'm paving another man's fucking yeah. driveway yeah an eight like, hour day is a long that. day on a construction site when you're just working for a company yes mm-hmm. but when you're doing it for yourself yeah dude if you love it it, unless you're just doing it because you think it's a path yeah. to... Because a paycheck's know, still wealth. a paycheck. Yeah. 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 Well, I love and, hey. cutting trees and burning and, and cutting slash up and whatnot. And, and and I have a vision out there. Like, I have, we have a vision of what we want Training Northwest to be. And so, 
every moment I, or every minute I'm out there doing just, you know, physical labor is a step toward that. Yeah. So it, there's, it, it always feels good. Yeah. There's something <coughs> special about doing it for yourself. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're getting away from the, or we're not getting away from it. We need to get away from the fact that like you need to go to college to create uh, uh, I, I a life for yeah, yourself. I think it's becoming more and more evident to even middle of the road people that college is just political indoctrination at this point. I would hope. Unless it's like a STEM thing. I see the understanding but, for but STEM that, that's fields. why they require the uh, general education requirements or GEUs is so that you have to go take some of the liberal arts classes and be exposed to the Well-rounded person. Because, yeah, quote-unquote well-rounded. Well, yeah. yeah. Well-rounded so long as you believe what we believe. Well, that's where like more of like a technical college compared to like your major indoctrinated or yeah like a four-year university yeah you're, you're yeah, talking like an itt type yeah yeah i feel like they still exist i are they have to there's that was, technical that was every other tv commercial when we were kids. itt tech yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go further go learn drafting go further <laughs> go beyond go itt yeah, yeah. <laughs> well Jordan has the, no idea what we're talking about. The, no, <laughs> ITT Tech. I was, yeah, I've seen this commercial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool. Don't worry, guys. I'm old yeah. enough, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the right now, though, like with all the with all the, we're gonna bail you out of your student loans and all yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. If it wasn't for the student loan, like, good sells itself. Yeah. Right, so if if going to a four year college and getting a degree puts you in a fucking spot to where you can make money and you're going to be great and everything's going to be good and you're going to be set on this path of success, yeah, why the fuck are we bailing you out? Yeah, yeah. well, okay, so this is I I like this because I fuck dude, that's <coughs> that's a profound way to say it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so like. Uh, Student, it's interesting when government takes over, and it can be the same thing that you could say towards like welfare programs. Like the first year of welfare, it was a certain amount of claims, but once the program was given out, it never went smaller; it only went larger. Oh, yeah. And people that were benefits of the or beneficiaries of the program required more and stayed on longer. Because people doing a Something it's like a that. Behavior. No, no. Yeah. It's just because because somebody somebody at an office goes, how how do I keep my job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep my job by creating more. Yeah. I need to make a bigger improvement system. in a bigger system and more complex system because then I can run it. Right. If I if I keep the program, if I move lessening the program or keeping the program at a steady rate of this percent. But that's the thing. They don't do percentage. They do how many people can I give money to? Mm-hmm. And the population just keeps fucking getting bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to reach more and more and more and more and more people. We need more and more and more and more and more money. Next thing you know, they're giving it out to fucking everybody. Yeah. For ridiculous reasons. Well, that qualifying stuff, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah, qualifying yeah. shit is bullshit. But so, like, where I was going with that is that, okay, so college loans kind of are a government program yep. because it is the 
get you indebted be, be, at age 18. No, you become be, indebted to the system. Become indebted, but also you can't default. So, like, you can claim bankruptcy for all kinds of debt, but college Except loan, for, you yeah. can't get out of debt. And it's a weird thing. It's a pipeline that the government, and it, it, in one way, it makes sense because it's like you look at us in the space race with Russia back in the day and what were they promoting? Everyone's like college, college, school. We need to focus on education to get us to this next point. And we did that. And then so like a certain way I can understand the higher education. We need yeah. Higher education. At a lower fucking age. Yeah. Yeah. Is what we need. Higher education at a lower age. There's no reason a fucking child. I, I, I think what it's become though, like, like you're saying, uh, it, is it's it's almost like indentured servitude. Get, mm-hmm. the, get the kid when they're 18, when they're about to go out on their own, get them to sign this contract mm-hmm. that they will never, ever dig their way out of. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're ours forever. And you know what? We will outlaw um, bankruptcy. Or sorry, not outlaw, but like exclude this debt from bankruptcy. You can't scrub it. Yeah, you always Which, owe exactly. this money. So you, A house, forever, credit cards, everything else, we can scrub but it if you claim you got, bankruptcy. Yeah, all these parents I, letting their kids sign college loans. You're you're literally putting them into a life of servitude. When, but when it's they in, sign I, that loan. I it's will in, push back okay. <coughs> on that. Yeah, no, and good. I'll push back on that because I think what is happening. Jordan's a doctor. He never told us. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I... I Dr. Feelgood. Turn around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think what is happening is there's a... There's a... Generations that have gone to school, right? And they had to have... At one point, when in the 50s, in the, in the, in the beaver days, mm-hmm. right? Love it. You go to college, you're going to come out with a four-year degree, and you're going to be a higher educated person which is going to put you as a doctor it's going to mm-hmm. put you as a lawyer it's going to put you at these these you know specialty jobs that are going to move you to the higher echelon of society mm-hmm. right and that and that was true and that was good and that kept happening and then all of a sudden it got to the point where it was like oh i got a four-year degree in liberal arts yeah and i can't get a job yeah but yeah. i but i but i went to college yeah. I did. I did what I needed but to do. But they also weren't indebted. You were expected to work like it wasn't the same tables, amount of yeah. work it wasn't your the way s- through. Like you, my dad lived in a tent in the like my yeah. dad literally went homeless in the summers and backpacked through the Cascades from from the time that spring quarter ended until fall, fall quarter began. He was quote unquote backpacking. But your dad at that same time wouldn't have really gotten a degree in women's studies except for a couple colleges. Yeah. Where yeah. I think is what he's saying but, is but now, my like... Is my parents both graduated college with no debt because they lived... And that was but the what were their degrees? They what lived, were their degrees? Yes. They lived frugal. Uh, my mom was a nurse and my dad was pre-med. Okay, so if your dad was a tuba major yeah. and your mom was he's, like... He's still, he still would have graduated debt-free. Yeah, yes, you know but I mean. this I'm I think though also that those two degrees are more likely to get you money. Hundred percent in the job market. But, but whereas my, my only point is that you're encouraged to go into debt to get a four year degree, whereas that that changed right about the time you and I were graduating high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said I, loans. I remember all of a sudden. In 1998, when I graduated, they were encouraging us to apply for student loans. But school. Uh, free fact, money, good, free good, money. Excellent point. There is that the public school 
was encouraging us to apply for student loans, meaning the clearinghouse for approved government information was telling us, hey, guys, yeah. go, out, go out and apply for these loans. Probably not that the school administrators realized it, but I'm sure that was coming all the way from the top, yeah. realizing that this is how so, we get these guys indentured for the rest of their but life. But debt isn't a bad thing if it gives you opportunity. When I bought my house, oh, yeah, no, it I, was a tremendous yeah. sum of money, and right. it is more than doubled. There was no way I could put up the front for that. I took a big risk saying that I owe hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars, but it's paid off. We're, we're talking two different things, though, is that... Well, maybe not. No, we. But you, here, here's the thing: you had touching. you had to incur debt to buy your house, correct? You didn't yes. have the cat. You you couldn't have just like cash. you have to incur debt right. to go to college. But it, look, you don't you have don't. to. That's that's my point: is you don't. the The standard pre 1996 was that you work a night job, you live in the dirtiest, nastiest apartment with six roommates. Yeah. You you eat top ramen and bananas. 29 days a month yeah and that's how you get through college here's the and deal then, a four-year degree twenty five thousand dollars a year right yeah from uw yeah. yeah something like that probably we'll take off two years of that go to community college yeah for five thousand dollars a year yeah. yeah right now you got two years at twenty five thousand dollars yeah i don't know right? you're getting 20 the last time we talked to a financial advisor they told us if we want to plan for the boys college we need to plan two hundred thousand a piece for a four-year degree so so sorry boys. The fact of the matter is, is figuring it out. In state tuition, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I think. Yeah, <laughs> in state tuition is not that. No, I think that includes living expenses, books, all this shit. You're you're probably talking straight tuition. Tuition, yes. Okay. Tuition, books, another fucking fifteen thousand. Yeah. For Jesus. the four for the two years for something that's available on an iPad now for something that you can get mm. from somebody who took the class already, but they make you take the fucking yeah, book buy anyway. A new one. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, you can go through down all that those rabbit holes, but the fact of the matter is, do two years at community college. Yeah, yeah. Then do the other two years to get your the. Also, you take you, your you last. Can, term. You can also take like several years I of have calculus a, and physics and biology in yeah, high school. Yes, I have a buddy who finished his last quarter at UW. You know what his degree says? Fucking UW, UW graduate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows the difference. <laughs> yeah, you can go to University of Phoenix for three and a half years. Yeah. I transfer. mean, that's the fact of the matter, right? Uh, so, yeah. like, you have a... F but that's what I mean, like, saying more uh, STEM way, fields. I, I don't really care. Like, whichever route you go, just understand that you shouldn't be incurring debt. As, as a young person where you don't actually have income, if you have no income, don't incur debt. Unless your that, parents that, that are willing a, to pay for it. Yeah, that is a path to basically servitude for the rest of your life. Even if they're telling you it's freedom, it's like it's, I have friends at work who they can't take a day off. They can't. They're like, dude, I can't take Friday off. Like, really? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I won't be able to pay all my bills. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, don't get dead. I don't know. Well, here, here's the deal. If, if I, and this is what I think, and it's fucking tinfoil hat. But good things sell themselves. If you went to college and you were going to make the money and put yourself in a fucking situation where you could actually produce or create or whatever you need to do to actually earn the money to pay off that college or whatever you need to do, we wouldn't be in this fucking student loan like crisis that we're in. 
And I think what's happening is we've gotten to the point where people are starting to realize this is bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only then when people start kind of boiling, it's the, the, the pot hasn't boiled over, but it's starting Simmer. to boil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are realizing like, this is bullshit. Now the government's going, fuck, you know where we get mm-hmm. all of our political alliance from colleges. Mm-hmm. And you know what we need to do is we need to hurry up and fucking, uh, Whatever you know, put my fucking hand in that to simmer the fuck, the get the boil to not do its boil. People thing, mad you know at what the I mean? situation. We yeah. need to fucking we need to relieve this. We need yeah. to purge a little bit of the fucking problem. Yeah. And what's going to happen is these people were they're going to forget about it. Yeah. So if we give money, if we take the money from the people that are working their ass off and everything else, if we take that and we forgive these loans. And all of a sudden, we're going to have another generation underneath them that are like, go to college. Fucking yeah. do it. Go to college. It's great. And we're just going to have this another perpetual cycle of these people going to college, and they're going to be raised in the super liberal fucking side of life, thinking like, oh, I'm just going to incur debt, and the debt's going to be forgiven, and I'll never really have to do anything that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be forsaken because, well, you know, or forgiven because, well, the government's going to take care of it or something's going to take care of it. So if this debt is forgiven right now and people start getting all their stuff taken care of now and then a generation from now, they're not going to have any fucking clue. Yeah. And they're just going to come up and be like, oh, no, we take that. Yeah. Take it all. Fuck it. And then then that group of people are going to get into college and they're going to be like, hey, liberal this, liberal that. Like, let's all be this. And uh, it's just gonna it's gonna strengthen one side of our government, and that side of our government is it's the liberal side, and I don't like it. Yeah. And well, it's the fact li- of the matter yeah. is that is being pushed on kids from elementary school. Yeah. It's being pushed on kids in sports teams because they're looking at like, well, if you do this, you're gonna go to college, and college college is gonna be paid for. Like, and then you see all the popular kids walking around with fucking. What the most the most like uh, college gear I've ever seen is on athletes, and oh, they're yeah. wearing they're wearing Duke, they're wearing Harvard, they're wearing yeah. uh, the Tar Heels, they're wearing all the fucking college gear because they love the college sports teams. Yeah. So you have this this cool kid corner that's wearing like the the jocks and all that shit. They're wearing college gear constantly, and then you have. The nerds that are like being like, oh, I want to go to college and I'm going to get this degree in this and I wanted it. I'm interested in that, which, hey, college is meant for them. Yeah, that's that's who needs to be going to college. They need to go to college for sciences and fucking like the hard fucking arts. Oh, your STEM fields, the STEM fields. Right. Like go to college for that shit. Don't go to college to get a fucking. uh, Well, that's what I mean. Like you. What are you going to do with a a woman's study or a tuba uh, certificate or studies? Yeah. These things that don't roll like they're ethereal and like, yeah, someone should think about it. And it means that you've arrived in a society or a culture, but you don't need a certificate that says you've thought about it. Because who's paying money in the United States for Puerto Rican culture studies? 
Other than maybe a couple government agencies or weird things where they're like, we want a specific person in this field. But to just go out and to give everyone and say this piece of paper means that you're on a trajectory, right? And this is where I, I go libertarian on this because it's like, listen, like I said earlier, I get a portion of it, like the space race with Russia. I think we should be encouraging people to be educated and in throughout our history colleges were a form of continual education where i feel stem fields could really be worked on we've hit this weird point in time where it seems like what school means isn't striving for truth or knowledge but like you guys said maybe an indoctrination maybe a cultural idea of how you should live And now we're in this weird point where government has gotten involved with that. Like this, the government's forgiving this shit because the government wants. But that's what I mean. So like, they want people to go not for higher education. They want them to go for the fact of the matter of, hey, if you do this, you're gonna create this left leaning society, and that is what's happening. Here's the thing: in in these non technical aspects. You can pursue your education on your own, and you don't need a bachelor's degree to say, like, so Mike and I enjoy World War II history. Yeah. And so we've read a lot of it. We have a lot of information on it. But we can't make a living in World War II history. No, unless, you can't. Unless yeah. we create some sort of documentary or podcast around it. But the point is, is that it would be foolish for us to go study World War II history at a college and get a, a, a bachelor's degree of history. But we don't need to. We we can read the same like I could have done you're not, that. You're not for reading special books. Four dollars and ninety five cents late exactly. fees at the local library. How do or, you like them apples? It's also like jujitsu. Exactly, it, dude. <laughs> it's also like jujitsu. I love jujitsu. I'll never stop doing it. If I went to an academy and paid, I mean, you pay your you know tuition fee for your coach, but that makes more sense. But if there was a jujitsu college and I went to it and I was like. I'm guaranteed a form of money. Well, it's like, no, I get the application. Cops would want it, self-defense, stuff like that, some moms, some kids. But I'm not looking at jujitsu as being like, this is a million dollar. If I get a black belt in this, that means I should be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So we have to look and see that there's things through life that require knowledge and dedication and pursuit. But just because you pursue your life doesn't mean you should be given tons of money for it. It means you've worked hard in this, and that's what you learned is how to work hard and master something. Yeah, yeah. You can master all kinds of things. Well, if you want so if you're mastering these low-level things that aren't going to bring you in a mo- ton of money, why do colleges say just because you get a degree from this place, now you're guaranteed or you should live a higher life? It's just bullshit. And marketing. now when the government's saying, well, we affiliate with these people that say if you do this, you should live a higher life, and we're the people that make the rules. That's why I say I go libertarian. I don't know. It's. I think you should take debt if you want for a school. If someone has a, ter- but but they're being but they're have realistic being, expectations. But they're yeah. not. Don't don't be like as a oh, child I be forgiven my debt. As, yeah. From from I remember being in third grade. But I don't think looking anyone, at a buddy wearing actually, a Duke sweatshirt. Yeah. And going, I need to go to college. 
Because the, if you go to college, you're going to be something special. Yeah. Our something more than my that. parents were. Yeah. And mm. that even goes back to the, the Leave it to Beaver, where it was like, Walt Cleaver yeah. was a white-collar guy, yeah. right? And uh, so, like, growing up, I was told, you don't, you have to go to college. And I would ask, like, my, my parents, what should I do? And no answer to that. Just, you have to go to college because if you don't, Same. you won't be able to get a good job. Same. And so I was like, oh, shit. If I don't but go no college, direction. Just exactly, go to college. Exactly. I had the same it was, it thing. It was from my parents and from the school counselors. Yes. And even when I, I went to a college for one year after high school, and even the counselors there couldn't tell me what to, they couldn't make suggestions. Just go to class. Exactly. Figure just, it out. Go yeah. undeclared. Oh, you, go undeclared exactly. and figure it Don't out. Don't worry. You'll figure yeah. it out. You'll figure it out. That's I, the problem. And I, was like, I, I went to, so I graduated high school and I remember feeling fucking scared because my parents were high school graduates I, I think I think my mom might have graduated high school, right? Like, dad was a high school dropout. Muscle tough. Well, and 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 it was like, <laughs> well, it was Show one them. of the, it was one of those <laughs> things where it was like, well, fuck, I need to if I want to if I want to change my living situation from when I was a kid till now, like, I got I have this. I have to go to college. Yeah. I have to go to college. That's I the need only three fucking more way. Dogs. It's yeah. the only way, right? Yeah, I need I need more dogs. Um, <laughs> And I remember going and just going to the local community college and being like, because because in high school they were like, let's just get you graduated, kid. Like, don't yeah, worry about yeah. fucking going to college because your ass ain't. Like, let's just get you graduated and we'll worry about it from there. Yeah. So, I I left school. I went to I went got a summer job. I took all the money I had saved up. It was like eighteen hundred dollars, and paid for a fucking uh, quarter. At uh, community college, or a term, or whatever the fuck it was, and uh, I was just like, "This is fucking bullshit." Like, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I have to do more school and figure out what. And I had no reference for what I really wanted in life. Yeah. I'm 18 years old. I was like, I want to build furniture or fucking boats. I, I enjoy being on water. I enjoy boats. I want to build furniture boats. That's all I knew. Yeah. I could have gone down and taken some classes at a fucking wood shop and yeah. ha- been Welding way better off. Or, or yeah. gone down and work, worked at Woldridge. And yeah. It, anything. How to make boats. Anything. Right. I could have done, I could have done some cool shit, taking a welding class, like yeah. things that weren't available to me in high school. Yeah. But if they were available in high school, I would have taken them. I probably would have like progressed in them. Yeah. Anyway, so I took these classes and it ended up being uh, a media and political class. So it was it was like a politics and the media. And yeah. it was a it was a fucking six hour day of one class and it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I would have been front row. Politics and media. Uh, How do these two relate? <laughs> right. But I, I was not into it. I fucking Yeah, yeah hated that's it. what and I it mean. Was like, yeah. It was it was but I felt I needed to be there, and I looked around and it was like, "Oh, I see one or two kids from high school in here, and like, I guess I'm on the right fucking track." Yeah. Didn't finish the quarter, and I just like fucking left it. And I remember like, but I remember being like, "I'm in college, and I'm doing this, and I'm fucking learning, yeah. and I'm fucking, I'm doing something with my life." And I remember going out to the racetrack that like my family ran right, oh. and uh, 
I'm, I'm, and I'm holding a book and I'm fucking like reading through this book and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking learn stuff. And I remember my brother walking up and just being like, fuck you and got all pissed off at me. And it was like, oh, what the fuck? And he was like, dude, you're fucking standing out here like you're fucking better than me because you're fucking holding the book. And he, he got all pissed off because like you're holding this book <laughs> and you're trying to act like you're fucking <laughs> trying to get educated and like doing this fucking special fucking thing that nobody in our family had done. Yeah. And it's like. Well, I, I don't know what to do, but I fucking, I'm, I'm enrolled and I'm going to this class and I feel like I'm fucking doing it. So I feel like I'm happy to be here. And then like when my brother said that, it was like, what the fuck am I really doing this for? Am I doing this for like me and I feel like I'm actually gaining something or am I doing this because I feel like it's the right I'm supposed to be. Because like I've been this. told this is I've been what you're told supposed to this do. is what you're yeah. supposed to do. And then it's like, this is bullshit. Like, oh. this is absolute horseshit. Like, I have no interest in anything that I'm doing right now. And then I ultimately ended up going and getting a... I started... I, I was like, maybe I want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a special ed teacher. So, like, then I went and worked at a, the same school I went to and, like, taught in the special ed classes. I was para. And I felt good about it. And I was like, this, this is great. And then I was like, well, there's no money in this. And guess what? Yeah. Yeah. I want to have a family. And I want to be able to support my fucking yeah. family. So what do I have to do that I'm good at and can support my family? And I took a step back from it. And then next thing you know, wrestling happened in college and stuff. So I, I ended up going and, like, yeah, doing wrestling. But as soon as I was done wrestling, I was fucking out. And I was just like, you know, I, I, I had I, no business being in college. Yeah, but that's I'll so that. many people's journey, I think, is, like, that confusion, like, when you have someone that's like, I know what I'm going to do. I want to be a pilot or I want to be a chemical engineer. It's like, cool. Remember COVID stats? And they're like, one out of one hundred every 100,000 people will die of COVID. Well, that's the same amount of people that know what they want to do yeah. at yeah. 16, 17. And that's fine. You're, I, and I that's fine, and that's what we need. We need not, people like that. All I'm saying is you should not incur debt while you figure it out. You should live. Yeah. If you have to live at a poverty level to not take on debt while you're figuring it out, that's what you should do. But, I, I mean, think, I think also, Europe has the right move when they say take a leap year. Yeah. Take a year. Oh, I, yeah. Spend some time. Yeah, so along the lines of, like, Jen and I are saving for the boys to go to college. Yeah. but And we don't have, like, a solid, like, a hard plan yet because we've got a few years Guess to what? think about it. But you should my, be saving for a fucking down payment for a house. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's actually, um, there's no penalty if we don't use it for school. So anyway. What do you mean penalty? Yeah, exactly. If you, if you, some of these, uh, you're saving money and there's a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For some of these college accounts, like you can buy into a Washington State, uh, they'll give you a better college account. Rate. Well, because, it's because rate. hang on, hang on. If you buy into this program for from savings. the time your child is born until they go to college, they can go to any state school for free. But if they don't go to college, you just fucking lose it. So it's one. It's again. It's one of these yeah. indentured like servitude yep. things where it's like sign on to this what? and pay for this the... for eighteen years. Maybe use it. Maybe you don't. What the fuck, fuck is right? Yeah. But one of my thoughts with what we're saving for them for college is that they're gonna have to write me like a legit essay on what they're going to do when they get out of college and why college is going to serve them because I'm not just going to turn it over to them. And yeah. if you don't have a plan, yeah, if you're just, that's if what if I mean. Like, is I just want to go meet girls and party. 
Sorry. Hey, you can do that. Like you, you can do, you can that, do that, that at McDonald's. But yeah, you can work at a bar yeah. and do that. Yeah. So, and that's a great way to like. I actually think that's a good idea. I think you should, from age eighteen to twenty three, work at a restaurant and party and meet girls. Yeah, that's a great fucking plan. And yeah. then when you're tired of, you know what you're gonna fucking learn at that? Yeah. You're gonna learn some hard motherfucking work. Exactly. And so, how to manage your money, how to manage yeah. your life, and then you'll start to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this in 10 years. But so I, I got to figure some shit out. I feel like just saying, though, college, college, college is just like such a blanketed statement. Like Jordan said, like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. All my parents told me I wanted to cook. But they're like, meth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I wanted to be a chemist. <laughs> no, but I wanted to cook and stuff. And they're like, ah, you'll, you'll. You'll work in a kitchen late nights and do blow. And they're like, that sounds horrible. My parents were really effective in like, they're like, this is right, this is wrong. They wanted something with academics. And like, no, part of the problem was, is like, I felt like in a way my parents didn't truly know who I was. Yeah. Just the same way I'm trying to figure out who well, I am through you, life. Yeah, you didn't know They who didn't were. know who I was too. Like, if I could have done it over again, if after high school... I would have tried to get on with a logging or excavating company and go to college and take classes in physics, chemistry, organic biology, the things that in history, but also welding in yeah. metalwork, in engineer, you know, basic engine skills, combustion. Like, I feel like they say just go to college and you'll figure it out, but it's like, no, man. Part of you as a person is your personality. Like, I work and stuff, but I also work for myself, and I try and not only achieve money, but have a lifestyle where I can do things that enrich my life. Like, I'm able to go hunting. I'm able to do jujitsu. I'm able to tailor my schedule around my life. And people at that age weren't really like... I know who you are and you know who you are. So just, you know, what do you want to do? It was like, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. College will figure it out. Yeah. And that's why I kind of like have a little bit of regard for, and I said just a little, but for like Tobin <laughs> and Greg. And it's like at that time when you don't quite know what you want to do, I think in life, when you have a situation and people are like, I just don't know what to do. Sometimes a good thing is just to do something, do something productive. because yeah. if you don't do anything, you idle. And if you do something, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but you can make that decision to continue with it or pivot in a different direction. And I think that college time and when college is pushed on you unless you're that covid one in a hundred thousand that knows exactly what you want to do sometimes living a little bit of life is better to do and then go to college because if you are paying for it it is better to be debt free when you're paying for college instead of your parents paying for college i guarantee you're going to take that shit so much more serious and also it's something that Maybe you've had a little time and you're going to be more into and you're going to take more serious. And if this is something you want to really push with your life now because you've had a little bit more time to mature, your head's in the right game and your effort's in the right game. Yeah. And you're really thinking about your future other than someone saying, 
college, 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 and you'll figure out your future just by doing it. Instead of living a little life, understanding who you are, and really understanding the person that you are and what you want to do. This is the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, and I think I agree with that, and I will even say again, like not. I'm sorry to hammer like on the same point over and over again of not incurring debt, but if you're not ridden with debt or uh, saddled with debt, then you have the opportunity to push, to pursue, yeah, the, the things that are interesting to you. There, there's yeah. a little bit of struggle though, that I think puts you in a place where you need to be. Yeah. I yeah. think you need to Oh no, be, be, in, in your younger years you need to sweep floors and take out trash and, and <clears throat> Well, you need to struggle to fucking eat. Well, it's, you it's need not, to struggle just to keep the, the fucking lights it's on. Before you you have to learn how to manage $20. Yeah. Before you can manage 100. Yeah. And then you have to learn to manage 100 before you can manage 10,000. Yeah. And that's why people who win the lottery go broke within 24 months because yeah. suddenly they have 100 million dollars and they don't know how to manage it because they're coming from a life where they never were taught how to manage ten thousand, yeah. and it, it just fucking ruins them. Yeah. So that that's kind of what that those younger years are. And you're right. There is some struggle. There, there's, there's some a, struggle. There's a beauty that in that though, because you're learning how to. You're like, I have twenty dollars left in my checking account, and I don't get another paycheck for eight days. Yeah. Fucking so, course is not on sale. Exactly. So we're <laughs> Bud Light we're on, is. Yeah. We're on, we're on a strict diet. Of cans one, and not one bottles, ramen, boys. Yeah, one ramen and. Uh, Fucking! Uh, I miss one, that. Yeah, one ramen a day, and then by Friday night we'll be able to have four and a half Coors Lights. There, there was, there was, there was. No, well, I miss. No, I, I, mi- I don't miss it, but it's it's a it's an important part of you learning. It made me how who to manage I am. Your life. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I I I remember just being like making thirteen dollars an hour and yeah. thinking like, oh my god, a, dude, I I made four. I got it fucking made. <laughs> I remember four ninety was minimum wage when I was in high school. I was paying fifty dollars to live in a fucking rat infested basement, <laughs> and just thinking like, "This is it. This dude. Is I'm fucking. I got a bed down here. I got what I need. I I go to the gym. I was lifting heavy. I was fucking running like, too. I was in shape. I was felt good. <laughs> I was going to work. In I was the- hanging out with my friends. I was like, in everything that was important to me, was being fulfilled. Yeah. I was. I was. Hanging out with girls, I was I was making that work. I was making I was with my buddies. I was going to work. I was working. I was working pretty hard. I I remember there was some fucked up shit that happened, and I was able to make things happen at work and uh, just being just being happy with like okay, I've done this. I'm I'm doing this. I got to figure out how to make actual real money. And then, but there was like the struggle where we were all like. We're good, but how do we like get better? How do we get better? We're in, and everybody's in the same boat, right? We're all like, we're young and we're fucking making nothing and we're trying to figure it out. No guidance. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. And then, um, slowly but surely, I was like, oh, you know what? I like this. I like this thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not in love with it. I don't love what I do. You're talking about the apprenticeship, like yeah, getting yeah. into the. Well, I, I was working. I was what I was working in an electrical company. Yeah. Um. Just doing like um. I, at first, I started working in the office. Yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, well, why don't you go in the uh, the shop and 
start fixing the tools and stuff because I had mechanical abilities. Yeah. And so I started doing that and fixing all the shop. And then I started running the, kind of the warehouse. And then I was doing all the deliveries and all this. And um, then I started hanging out with the um, electrical guys. And then we were having, like, connections. And I was like, oh, I, you know what? I could get into this. And they are like, well, mm. you should you should do this. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, I can. Yeah. I could do this. That That's how you got into the And that's how I that's how I signed up and got in. Yeah. Okay. And uh, after that, it was like, well, fuck, here, I'll, I'll do that. And it went from, like, you know, that $12 or $13 to, like. 26. Yeah, making $17 an hour. I was like, holy shit. I'm rich. Are you fucking kidding me? And the whole time, though, I was very, very lucky. And a lot of it had to, it, it all came from wrestling and grappling, right? Like, my first, um. My high school wrestling coach's wife is the one who was like, hey, you need a summer job after coming back from college wrestling and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I didn't graduate, right? I came back because I met a girl, and I was like, this is the best, <laughs> right? So I stayed up. I, yeah, so I stayed up late. So I stayed up. I stayed up in Washington instead of going back to school in Oregon, which I fucking regret. Never do anything for a girl. Never do anything for her. <laughs> yeah, what, based now on that's a, that's a life. Yeah, that's a life changing endeavor, right? Like, yeah. um, especially in your twenties. But but okay. that and that's the yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, that uh, that fucked me over a little bit. But yeah. I'm still I'm here and we're making it happen. That's life um, though. It's it, yeah yeah, you're learning and you're living and everything's great. I had a coach that said, "Imagine like, if you didn't get actually, fucked you know over what? by a girl." That's then. a learning. Do you think that's yeah. a learning experience every dude has had? Oh, I certainly had one. Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You need it. And yeah, it's like if you it. didn't get fucked over at that time, imagine if you're 27 or 30 and then you got fucked over or like you had a, that experience with a girl. And it's like that's such a longer time to be learning it, to yeah. go through that. Like when those things happen to you, and that's part of being a man, and it's like that's part of being anyone is like heartbreak and stuff like yeah. that. But understanding what it can do to you, or also what your value is in that situation, or your ability to endure, yeah, that's a huge thing to learn as a young man. Yeah. So I I ended up going through and getting in, and everything was just on the up and up. But like from. From I'd say, fuck, I I I moved out of my I moved out of. Would you say that? <laughs> I moved out of my parents' house at about eighteen. Moved into a buddy's parents' house in their basement, renting it out. When I was doing the para educator stuff at uh, an elementary school, I. Didn't go to college and wrestled right away because I had that cancer, and they were like, "You can't wrestle anymore. Jeez. You're you're nuts, or you only got one left." And it's got it, no hair. And you look that, like powder. Yeah. You're ready in a singlet, right? So, so I was gonna go to college and wrestle, and then I didn't. And then I had a buddy who was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go down here. You want to go?" So I ended up going to Clackamas and wrestling down there, um, and having a good time. And then um, after all that, I. Came back up here, started working with a different buddy, and then I had a buddy. I was like, I'm going to fucking kill my best friend. I was talking to my high school wrestling coach, and I was like, I'm going to fuck. I, I love this. I love him, but I'm going to fucking kill him. And they were like, hey, well, you want to work here? And I was like, yeah, fuck, great. So I ended up getting a job at my um, wrestling coach's wife's company, and that was an electrical shop. And the next thing you know, I fucking rolled into that. And then I, the next 
person I lived with when I moved back up into Washington was I lived with my dad for about two weeks and then I moved in with uh, my high uh, my club coach my high school wrestling club coach moved in with him and his wife for a fucking year and then moved out of there with a jujitsu buddy for like two years <laughs> and then like kind of started bouncing around and like figuring out my fucking life situation. But like grappling and jujitsu was the basis of everything I've ever owned, like gotten. Right. Yeah, so like yeah. every part all your, of all my, your human connections, all my human connections came yeah. from a mat. Right. Like it came from grappling and jujitsu and wrestling and, um, all that right down to right now. I mean, yeah. we're sitting yeah. on a fucking yeah. mat we're, right we're here, right? We're friends because yeah. of this place. Yeah, and and it's and it, it we're not friends from work. We're friends no. from work, but we are not friends. We're from friends work. who also work at the same place. Yes, yeah. yes, and yeah, that's yeah. and that's a special bond. So I think there's something through college and through all these things when if you can find something that is meaningful to you, whether it be a fucking band or uh, fucking biking or jujitsu. You're or talking about insane clown posse, right? Just, yeah, 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 exactly. Fuego, Fuego for <laughs> sure. Um, woo, woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you can find something that is important to you and you can grasp onto it and truly, like, live that life, you will be okay. Like, nobody's taking your fucking life away from you. Yeah. So there's something about, like, college that, like, I felt I really needed to fucking get into the weeds and like go to college and figure out my life. And that was the only way I was going to survive. It felt, it felt life and death. Yeah. Yeah. And then like once that all fucking disappeared, it was like, no, what matters is like who I am and what I enjoy. Well, I think that that is always, hang on though. Think think about the years you wrestled in college and what it's led you to right now. College, college is great for the experience and there's special times but that puts you in line with a lot of positive kids that are thinking the same kind of shit and um, not necessarily being indoctrinated into shit, but being struggling. Struggling. Yeah. 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 And um, the, yeah. yeah. What were you saying as far as like. No, I'm just saying, look at your role here at the gym. Like, look at. You know what I mean? You're, are you, you're teaching the kids' class now a little bit, too. Right? On Fridays, yeah. Yeah, and just what you were doing this evening, where on Sunday afternoons there's kind of an impromptu class, but we're in the sauna, and they're they're doing some uh, some kind of wrestling-type drills. And I could see Jordan, like, his ears perked up, like, all the way across the, the building inside the sauna. He's like, no, they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. And I finally couldn't contain himself. He had to get out and go, like, you know, participate in the lesson and show, you know, teach these guys something and there was a legitimate like within five minutes you taught them something new you know what i mean and and made a difference in tonight's lesson which was pretty fucking awesome um but you know that can't even if you didn't get in direct employment out of college and i know i'm kind of speaking out of two sides of my mouth right now because i am somewhat anti-college unless you have a very clear plan but in this case what you gained from taking your wrestling kind of next level in that room that you've kind of described as being just a, a fucking battle. Um, like it's, it's obviously serving you right now in life. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think there's, I, yes, 
college is good for the experience and what I have gone through. And the fact of the matter is anything you, you will never fucking go through something and not glean something from positive from it unless you're not wanting it. So you can go to college and you can, I would not trade my two years in college for anything. Yeah. Because of the lessons I learned, the things I did, the friends I made. Yeah. Um, it is important to do that. Yeah. So I guess, sorry. Do, do I'm I know? I'm pooing on college. I'm just poo-pooing on the taking of debt to go there. Yes. And I, I agree. And I didn't. Right. I, I went to college and I wrestled and I got it paid for. Yeah. There you go. Um, But it wasn't. Um, it, it was also like you're not going to you don't need to go to a four year university because I also feel like that's part of the fucking thing. Right. Like. A lot of kids, I remember like being like, "Oh well, you know, we need to we need to go to this university, and we need to, if I want to have the college experience, this college experience is going to be like, I can go party, I'm going to meet yeah. girls, I'm going to do all this stuff. It's like hang out at trendy restaurants. I don't know when that became the image of the because again, growing up, the image of college experience was living in a basement eating top ramen that you boiled on a hot plate. Dude, and being well now it's I literally had to fucking swipe rat turds off of my bed one time before a girl came down. Like she's walking down the stairs behind me. I look and I'm like, oh Oh my god, get the rat turds off the bed. (laughs) You know? And then you know what happened? The same thing that would have happened if I owned a fucking mansion. Yeah. The same thing. Sweet gal. Yeah. I mean... Willing. (laughs) I'm not against... You said you're against going in debt. I'm not necessarily against going in debt. For I'm more against picking what your major is. I want... If you're going to go in debt, I want you to be a surgeon. I want you to be a rocket scientist that we use. I want you to be a person that's driving technology, and you're a person... That we don't have a lot of in this world, and we need more of you because what you do makes the world better. Let me. I let me, don't let me want you, you going, but I don't want you going to college to get what? your four or your doctorate in tambourine studies. I don't want <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Just these yeah. bullshit degrees. Yeah. Well, even though I don't want the government paying for everybody's business, I'd be okay maybe if there were certain federal grants that covered things like medical school stem because basic yeah, yes I, I a want few of them in our community a few yes. of them for I people who truly earned them not yes. because you're exactly the, you're the color you are yeah yes it has to be yeah. it has to be a meritocracy yes you big words a meritocracy <laughs> not a yes. meritocracy I love America too. I'm very meritocratic. I love, we the people. We the people. Uh, starts America. 19, meritocracy starts yeah. like a, 1776. Like America. Fourth of July. I love these things too. Uh, barbecue. Big titty women. Chili. Uh, uh, I. I. Buicks. 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 I. I would like to see um, us go back to those things that are worth a shit, yeah. you know, and we're, and we're not. 
you know, science, math, sciences, STEM, STEM, yeah. STEM. What what STEM? Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. There you go. So fuck you, liberal arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a poet, be a poet. Be a poet. There's fuck still you. room you for that. Yeah, yeah but it, but you don't need to pay two hundred and fifty thousand exactly. dollars for it. You don't yeah. need a bachelor's degree. To did Eminem? Did Eminem do that? No, <laughs> no. no. But I'm sure he isn't good on language. Like Shakespeare and certain Shakespeare. Shakespeare was a fucking joke. He yeah, is a but joke. there's people that, that like dude. it, and that, there's that Jesuit pedophile. There's <laughs> <Yeah>. there's <laughs> like they're old artists of the past, and there's uh, a rhythm and a speech and a style, and those things should be. You should have people that go and like the words you, you hear on a commercial might be so elegantly put. That it's simple, but it conveys a message, and that's what a cunning linguist or someone that really what? is a cunning linguist, Say that again. a cunning linguist, cunning <laughs> linguist. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it. it I, th- but happen. but but that is so gay. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was I'm stuck on cunning linguist. Cunning are, linguist. Are those- are those two words related? Do you think? Because it's actually cunning like, and it, linguist. Yeah, yeah how, someone that's good with their mouth. That's say, a cunning how, linguist. How good are you? You know how many times I've said that? I'm down there all the time. I feel like it was someone that was hammered, drunk, and they said the words too fast, and he's yeah. like, "Cunning linguist." <laughs> She's like, "You said it." <laughs> hey, let's go. I love it. Oh, no. Fuck, yeah. my mom listens to this. Uh oh. Hey, what's up? <laughs> We're going to come shoot some uh, squirrels on your property in the fall. I'm so excited. I Dude, can't wait to fun. do that. I want to go shoot um, squirrels. What are you guys are you guys going to bring a 22 or a 17 HMR or what are we what are we what are we rocking? I'm doing a 1022 with a scope on it yeah. cuz it's fun to plink them far. Accurized barrel. It, or what, what are you going? Bone, bone stock? Yeah, I've just got a regular 1022 a cool, with a banana clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All Dude, right. I, so my 1022 has a heavy barrel on it, and that's oh, why. Oh shit! And I and it has this. It literally has a seventeen dollars scope that I bought <laughs> back in two thousand one. <laughs> and dude. There's two I'm, pieces of glass with a fucking Sharpie yeah, dot on it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to change it out because I'll drop squirrels at seventy five yards. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, God damn it. What if I what if I try to upgrade my glass? Don't you then, have a seventeen HMR too? No, 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 no. I think that for doing those squirrel I, or yes, sage rat yeah. hunts, I, I was those so are close the best. To buying one, yeah. every, they're so every, expensive every for summer. the rounds. Yeah, that's, kind of, but that's what talked me out of it. Is that the the, the, yeah. the ammo is so expensive, and when my ten twenty two is already so accurate at that distance, it's kind of like who cares? And you can get those uh, higher velocity, like CCI yeah. hunting ammunition. You ever, yeah. Strap on your seatbelts, listeners, because <laughs> we are fucking changing topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, College we're we'll get you ready for that. Hot 22 long rifle talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have this Savage Arms bolt gun that has, like, it has a fancy, like, carbon Dude, fiber. watching your son work that fucking thing oh, Lando. made me so fucking yeah. happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I saw the video of oh it. Oh, my yeah. God. He, he, he was racking it back and forth. It. Yeah. And he started kind of timid, and then the more he went, and his <laughs> shot group was really, like, his shot group is really good, too. It's not like he's just spraying rounds all over the place. Yeah. So every, he'd fire through the magazine, and then 
you know, we'd clear the gun, then go up to check his target, and he was getting so happy because all like he's feeling <laughs> that satisfaction of accurate fire, a grouping yeah. that's actually yeah. consistent. Yeah, yes. it was awesome. Yeah. So he's, every time he's counting, he's like, "Dad, I got, I got another ten in the A zone." I was like. Yeah. Yes, you did. That's meat in the fridge, yeah. my friend. Yeah, exactly. yeah, good job. And so son. then, by the end, he was he was racking that bolt all fast, <laughs> and you know, getting back on the sights. And I was like, this this is with no coaching. This yeah, it's just him figuring it out. It was so much fun to watch. Oh, that's cool. There's something, man. Like I always say, like when we had Courtney on, I'm like, is there anything else you like doing? Like putting one thing on a specific point. Yeah. Like archery, darts, bowling. Oh, There's it. something about all it. It's it. just so rewarding of getting a Accuracy. cluster of Accuracy. accurate shots in a particular grouping. That yes. It's cathartic and it's therapeutic. It's it the feels. same reason golf dorks. Uh, you know, yeah. they're like, I got yeah. that one shot and it was perfect. And yep. it's like, I, I hear Chase you. That I, I live for that one shot that's yeah. perfect of the day. Yeah, and right. that's all I talk about. You should have seen it, baby. I was so far away yeah. and I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, uh, um, what was it? The 22 I got is the Tipman. Oh, yeah. So it is the identical a- a- AR-15 replica. to my AR. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I got the same scope set up on it. Like, I'm <laughs> fucking ready to go. Dude, so I, I think it's awesome. And there were actually, it was it wasn't just you. There were two guys in yesterday's class who were rocking AR twenty two uppers, like twenty two long rifle uppers. That's what we're just to save about. money because yeah. you, you can yeah. blast all those rounds for pennies uh-huh. compared to hundreds of dollars. We were just talking about that yeah. and having an AR. I think we're we're we turkey hunting or on the way back, and we're just talking about like using a AR twenty two. Yeah, just to you know maintain the feel, the function, Absolutely. the operation of your equipment, but it's a yeah. fraction of the price to shoot that little yep. thing. Oh yeah, so I, I need to get off my ass and order one of those. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, thank God in Washington, we can still. Uh, yeah, thank God we can still buy a twenty-two rifle. You believe that? Fucking cockpits. <laughs> Fuck. That's the shit. militia. Like <laughs> the Russians or the fucking Chinese invade, and it's a bunch of Everybody guys with 22s. 22. <laughs> Ow! Quit it! Ow! Ow. <laughs> Stop! Ow! Yeah. There's a lot of bees around here. <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the, but the, the, um, I would bring that down to your mom's fucking property. Oh, 100%. Oh, Yeah. No, um, but, uh, as far as uh, like going down there and watching Lando do his thing, is your other son into that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's probably more advanced. He was just being ornery that day, and so Lando I I want to give. Fun with it. I almost want to hand him that fucking AR. They're they're close. I, I'm making them go the right way. And Nathan, honestly, by next this fall, Nathan's probably going to come hunting with us. Well, so um, the the beautiful thing about what you've said though. And because I because I remember one time I we the first one of the first times we went shooting together like yeah. when it was just like in fucking you know public property shooting oh yeah yeah and I was like hey I got I got my ten twenty two in here and you're like no they need to learn how to shoot oh yeah they're gonna gun. operate a bolt gun yeah and then once they learn to operate a bolt gun functionally. I'll give them a 1022. Yeah. And then it's an automatic gun because right now if I give them this and it's too fun, they yeah. won't they won't appreciate well, how to actually fun. shoot bolt, the gun. Bolt guns are so, like everybody but, assumes I like shooting an AR and a Glock. My favorite gun to shoot is my bolt action 22. Yeah. And it, my 1022. Yeah. yeah. 
but I mean, as far as like, you take a ten twenty two, you give that to a kid, and yeah. then you give him a bolt gun. Which guns he gonna pick up? Yeah, ten twenty two every time, every single time. Yeah. So they learn the respect and the actual marksmanship of the bolt. Excuse me, bolt gun. And then you're you're in. Yeah, they learn all their fundamentals, safety and marksmanship on the bolt gun, and that's when you can start progressing them through different calibers and pro, uh, platforms, right? Yeah. So yeah. Nathan's pumped right now because we still have the uh, the two forty three deer rifle that was mine in like fifth grade. It has like the shortened stock on it. Uh-huh. It's down at my mom's house, so we're gonna bring that home so that he can start shooting a higher caliber rifle. And then he wants to come uh, deer hunting with us. This I fall, can't fucking wait, dude. He, it's normally I'd be like, I don't know if a, a fifth grader should go, but he has so much stamina and so much like physical endurance that he's gonna be fine. And yeah, be like, yeah, he's gonna be. All, I, I've, I have. He was actually the first time. Um, like he's really into soccer, and he made a select team, so he's really pumped about it. And uh, the one thing he said, he's like, dang it. I wish my soccer tryouts hadn't been the same weekend that Jordan and Mike were going turkey hunting because <laughs> we, we could have gone turkey hunting with him. And I was like, yeah, me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, was, yeah. I was thinking the same you thing. Guys we, we, can get, we can get him signed up for a youth hunt. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's like that means we oh, get an extra turkey season, season. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. All right, we'll get. Yeah, we'll, and it just Lando doesn't know it yet, but he's in the turkey hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for all of it, right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Because he can, he can like once, once he can get all that, he's twelve. Uh, not yet. He's eleven. He'll be twelve in January. So I think is it twelve that you can? So maybe I'm. I I don't have kids, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it's twelve. Um. Or maybe it's eleven. I don't. Know. Whenever he can, he can fucking hunt. He gets special opportunity on elk. Oh, he gets special opportunity on deer. Dang. And I believe turkey as well. So hang on. going does, to does the that, adoption mean, agency. Yeah. After we hit pause tonight, does that mean was, only he can fire the weapon? Yes. Or okay. Yes. So, okay. but but how? <laughs> yes. But yes. how fun yeah. is that though? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That we can set him up on all, like, everything yeah. leads up to it, and he gets pulled the trigger yeah. and gets that memory, dude. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, then crazy. we get to fucking help him break it down and, like, show him what, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish. Oh, I yeah. wish I had that. I didn't have that oh, growing we'll, up. We'll do it this fall. God, I got that, If that's where it goes. Dude, yeah, so, and, that, and that's a whole different fucking situation. And it's, like, I believe it's, like, good quality hunts. Really? Yeah, I think it's, like, master level hunts you know what i mean like how they're just like oh they can only hunt yeah here. i think youth hunts are just like that i could be wrong did any of your boys need a godfather real quick here tobin or someone yeah, or two a, of pre- a mentor or parental guardian to I'll, help I'll, sign up for this i'll allow it but you gotta take them two nights a week <laughs> all right deal. There's, there's a trade-off here yeah okay i got a lot of farm work to happen around my oh, house right. yeah. i I could use those young hard bodies as I've, <laughs> I've said many a times. <laughs> oh god damn. Uh, yeah. You know that, what? That, I think that right there is the moment to push end and we will see you all next week. Hard bodies. Good night.